You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. and welcome to ring post radio the only show that unlike church uh is more is like actually entertaining <laughs> it's actually entertaining <laughs> to watch at nine in the morning uh on a sunday on a sun 9 a.m gotta, on a you, sunday you gotta get exact on that one yes this is your wrestling church folks and, and i was uh, so worried where you were going <laughs> and unlike church <laughs> uh i'm ryan knightsey uh with me as always is is pastor scotty scotty wrestling i just realized you said i'm like church i'm right <laughs> i was like and uh, i'm not wrong uh, i'm not wrong that, that is church that, that is church oh god okay hot start hot start we're only gonna be talking should we, forever should we so. restart should we restart the show no no we, this is as good as we'll ever be uh hello everybody <laughs> what, did, what did someone describe our sh- the show as or what did describe you or me or something they described it as like is like us like on crack nine of them yeah on like, crack yeah yeah this yeah is, this is this is when my my crack side comes out which yeah. could come off terribly now that i say that out loud but i'm here you're here and wrestling decided to just not stop in the first week of 2022. That is certainly correct. Wrestling uh, was bonkers this first week. I think nearly every promotion had some sort of show where it featured pretty much every single person on the roster, and they were all just bombs out of the park. Well, maybe not all bombs out of the park. but uh, There was a lot of great wrestling, though. Yeah, there was certainly a lot of great wrestling, and I'm I'm very happy that there was a lot of great wrestling um, to be had. You know, obviously we enjoy that. Obviously we push and strive for that here at Ringpost Radio. Yeah, even those, even the shows that like didn't have massive matches had massive debuts or moments, or they they all had something, and. There's been so much that we're not even going to talk about day one, ladies and gentlemen, because we don't want news to. breaking, <laughs> news breaking. Wrestle day one has been cut off the run sheet. <laughs> yeah, we had to make an executive decision, and I forgot that that was Saturday last yeah. week, and I was like, oh. And I was well, there we live. Were... I have live reports. <laughs> yeah, the only live report I need is, uh, did you fall asleep? close but no cigar (laughs) yeah it was quite quite that's the quick that's the quick topic then uh it was quite boring for the most part hands on feet i was like sitting there like this a lot until those last like 12 minutes baby yeah then it got exciting again (laughs) not even 12 i guess 12 would be the entrances but yeah no it's uh yeah fucking rule that last eight minute match there we're not here talking about day one. That I mean, it is I guess that is the review. The day one review is that it was a bad show up until the end. Um, I love I love my favorite one thing about day one is the first thing we all see is Ricochet come in the ring, immediately do a move that injures a guy that ruins the entire rest of the match. Then <laughs> they have to rework the entire rest of the match. And we should have known. Oh man, 
Ricochet. Ricochet. Rick O'Shea. Uh, speaking about Ricochet, he used to be really good in a company called New Japan. That's right. <laughs> That's my transition to New Japan. <laughs> I hope you're doing good, Scotty, before I choke you on your on your coffee, I'm guessing. Uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm awake. I'm here to talk wrestling on Sunday morning. Rain is falling. Stay up till 3.30 a.m. to watch Impact Hard to Kill after work just so I could cover it correctly on this show. Yeah, no one. I think no one can deny our specifically your commitment to not only this show but to just wrestling in general. Yeah, takes up a lot of my life. But if I if I didn't want to do it, I wouldn't. So, I the only person I have to blame is myself. Yeah, it is like it is like I enjoy doing it, but boy, howdy, do I have to put myself through some hoops <laughs> to uh, to do this. Yeah, I wake up most mornings with headaches because I don't get enough sleep. So, oh yeah, I I I, I try to do my, my hardest to get beauty sleep because obviously, as you can see, I need I need more of it. You said it. I didn't. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> New Japan Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, New Japan. Our first topic of today. We have plenty of topics. Of course, we're gonna be talking the NXT cuts. We're gonna be talking the AEW TBS debut plus Battle of the Belts. We're going to be talking Impact Hard to Kill. We're going to be talking Noah New Year Show, uh, if we get to all of it. But, of course, we're going to be talking Wrestle Kingdom Nights 1, 2, and a little bit of 3. You and I haven't watched all of 3. Um, uh, you know, it was it was not on World. It was on that Abima TV pay-per-view thing so or premium live event thing. So it was sort of uh, more difficult. But um, very well. This is the meat. This made, is the meat. Yeah, we might be able to talk about it more next week, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, if if it's even worth talking about. Um, I mean, people people there was conversation coming out of it, but I guess we'll see. Um, but let's start off with New Japan, Scotty. Yeah, New Japan Wrestle Kingdom sixteen, big show for them as of course, and for many of us, it's one of the more highly anticipated wrestling events of the year. Even when you're down on a Wrestle Kingdom, you're almost always okay because you know you're going to at least get one great match. Uh, They never fail to deliver great pro wrestling even in their lowest year, if that makes sense, in terms of excitement. And uh, I thought, well, first off, I thought if you could just, you know, make these Wrestle Kingdom cards back into one show, it would be a home run Mm -hmm. because, like, you take all the good matches out of the show and you put them into one card. Yeah, it's a it's a great Wrestle Kingdom card again, and uh, the two sh- the two day format is just it's not it. It's just not it. Um, and I understand why they do it, especially in COVID now. But yeah, you you sell an extra six seven thousand tickets. You know, that's yeah, a decent chunk of change. But it was a great show. I mean, they had some great main events um <clears throat> kenta killed himself for the fans so you know i'm looking forward to talk about this i almost forgot that we had to talk about this this week because so much has happened and i was like oh wrestle kingdom so long ago i'm like oh no it wasn't it was five days ago awesome so yeah yeah it was uh quite the the god dang show uh let's talk about it um 
Well, I think we're gonna have a lot of like a lot more pithy thoughts than some things. But uh, mm. let's start off. Um, where do you want to start off? Main event, top of the card. Where do you want to go? Uh, we can start day one main event. Yeah, day one main event. Okay. No, 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 no. Night one of Wrestle Kingdom main event. That's on me. That's on me. I'll take that. I'll take that credit. <laughs> Uh, night one main event, of course, was Kazuchika Okada uh, taking on Shingo Takagi. They were fighting over the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, uh, and it was Kazuchika Okada that defeated Shingo Takagi in 35 minutes and 44 seconds. Boy, Scotty, <laughs> this was an outstanding match. Yeah, I mean, one, Okada's back, by the way. If anyone was wondering. Yeah, the dude is back. Uh, he he had an incredible week, you know, just like three main events, and I'd say they're all good to fantastic. Um, but Shingo Takagi, let's 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 pour one out for you or, or whatever they do. Uh, yeah, I think it works. The dude deserves so much credit because yeah. he, you know, he lost. His story is so interesting because he lost those two matches to Osprey. And Osprey goes down injured. And they're like, you know what? We need a champion. And they they just went in on Shingo. They gave him the title. Uh he, he beat Okada for that title. And he just had a fantastic run. And really, all of 2021 was a fantastic run for Shingo Takagi. But he got his chance to main event the Tokyo Dome. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom on the you know traditional day that they do it on on the January fourth show, mm-hmm. and they had themselves a time. I him versus Okada was as good as probably expectations, maybe even a little bit better, because I think it, going into this Wrestle Kingdom we had a little bit lower expectations just for everything because that's kind of the mindset. Yeah, but they just knocked it out of the park. Um, and I adore Okada's new like finishing sequence of the landslide and the rainmaker. It, I don't know why, I've just it's so smooth the way he does it that, like, oh, you know, it's over. And I feel like with a lot of Okada matches for a couple of years, I never knew when it was definitely over. Um, so now that I like there's this complete finish that I know mm-hmm. it enhances his matches because it gives you a chance to actually look out for it like how many how many times did he hit like a million rainmakers in his matches when i was like i have no idea if this is gonna end the match or not yeah he is (laughs) he this whole long period of kazushiko okada has been like not only like sort of quote-unquote rehabbing uh kazushiko okada a little bit not not rehabbing but sort of like bringing him down to like make reconfiguring i guess maybe that'd be a better word but, like, that idea of, like, he used to be hitting Rainmakers all over the place and it'd never be the big thing because it was super protected and then, like, Omega kicked out of it and then people started kicking out of it and then he was like, oh, I need a new finisher. But now it's gotten to a point of, like, it feels like the Rainmaker is now uh, a, a finisher again. It almost feels like it's a proper finisher again. Yeah, and it makes an Okada match better. Yeah. I, I think... The protection of moves for me, like this could sound nerdy, but I don't really give a shit. It goes a long way to making a match and a wrestler's match is better. 
that's why Kenny Omega is so great. You know, he hits the one-way angle, you know it's over. Mm-hmm. And you're looking out for that the entire match. And I think now that Okada has this, you know, he hits the uh, lariats where he pulls him, but it's not until he does the ripcord and yeah. whatnot that you know it's the Rainmaker. And he's just so good. He's just so good. Like, I was so happy to just, like, sit there and watch these matches because I was like, oh, he's back. Like, yeah. He's just one of he's one of the greatest of all time. And he had like a two year run there where like people were like, oh, he's terrible. No, he was just hurt, injured, a little banged up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wasn't at the top of the cards. So he didn't need to be great when he uh, you know, didn't want to. He had great matches in there. Yeah. But he didn't always have to be great. And uh I think him being great again means New Japan can be great again. That's the hope, at least. Um, I think New Japan has certainly uh, reconfigured some roster stuff to be a little bit better here. I think bringing Kokata back to the top, you know, hopefully will fix some things. I, I think personally, what will actually properly fix New Japan is clap crowds kicking to the curb. But you know, yeah. that is what it is. Um, but I thought this was a pretty great match. I thought you know Shingo put in great work. I, this felt like. <laughs> In like a weird way of like, you know, going, you know, of being that this was the first night and he had the next night, it did feel like Okada, may, Okada was maybe holding back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it, cause it, it felt like a little bit of like a warm up to tune into a, the Osprey match the next night. But I thought this match was great, hard hitting. I thought Shingo was outstanding in it. Um, I don't really remember a lot of like key spots from it for whatever reason. But I just really thought this was pretty great. You know, I wasn't as high as like I think most people, um, but uh, I still thought this was a pretty great match. Yeah, yeah. I, Wrestle Kingdom main event. It's that's like one of the main guarantees of these shows that you're probably going to get a great match. Um, I think I like this better than their Dominion match. Like for an example per se, and I think that's because you know you kind of made the point of Okada was kind of on a tune up. But at the same time, during that Dominion match, he wasn't, he still didn't feel like himself. And uh, watching him here and watching Takagi just give it his all made it uh, really enjoyable to watch. Yeah, it felt like uh, they were, he was remembering and we, and he was also reminding us that, like, oh, by the way, this is who I was. This is who I am. And everyone were like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now I get it. Now I freaking get it. Um, yeah, I'm trying to look remember a spot from that. I was it. I'm trying to remember a spot. It, it, Twitter isn't helping me uh, because uh, New Japan flagged everyone's uh, gifts and images and stuff. Um, gifts from the show. Um, but no, I, I don't know. That's I. That's maybe not the greatest analysis of the show. Maybe I fucked up there. Maybe I should, <laughs> maybe I should remember that stuff. I don't remember any. I don't remember. I, you know how much wrestling I watched this week, Scotty. Yeah. You know how much. Yeah, I mean, I can I remember the the Osprey match. A lot more. It's probably because I've seen it more recently, to True. be honest. But there was so much wrestling. Like I think I watched like near a hundred matches just in the first week of the year. And I'm not even doing a match race anymore. That wasn't on purpose. Yeah. I didn't want to do that. I have but it happened. From the beginning of the year to now, I've watched sixty-nine wrestling matches. <laughs> nice. We'll get to we'll get to the mega coaches later, of course. Um 
Um, but I did think this was a good match. Uh, we'll get to the rest of it. Obviously, I think this is the match of the night. I thought Wrestle Kingdom yeah. Night 1 as a whole wasn't as good as Night 2. And we'll get to that more as we kind of continue. Um, I thought Night 2 is smoother just to watch. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I had that thought recently where it was just like, you know, Night 2 feels like the bigger show, right? Because it's going to be more... You know, because night one is also setting things up for night two. So you would be like, yeah. maybe maybe they should have Wrestle Kingdom night one, night two be January 3rd and 4th, not 4th and 5th. Uh, I had that thought. And then I was like, well, then no one would go to see the third show and they would just show up on the fourth. The point of the, f- the show being on the fifth is that people go there to see like the finality of Wrestle Kingdom. So I was like, oh, yeah. maybe that's not a good idea anymore, actually. Well, the idea about the two-day card is that the fourth is a holiday. Yeah. The fifth is not. Yeah. So, like, that's why attendance was cut in half for the second day. For a second year in a row, too. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's move on. IWGP, junior heavyweight title match. El Desperado defeating Hiromu Takahashi. Kind of a surprise. It felt certainly that this match was going to be a... An easy pick. You can bet all your money Hiromu Takahashi would win this one. Uh, but that was not the case. El Desperado won this match. Um, I thought this match was pretty good. Um, it wasn't my, like, favorite. I mean, it was great, but it wasn't like... I don't know. First, I was expecting more from this match for the reason. I'm in a 100% agreement. Uh, they've had better matches. They've... Almost all of their matches over the past like two, three years have been better than this one. And that's not saying this one was bad. Yeah. I'm just saying I think they were better. And they did change it up in this one. It was a bit more of like, let's just hit every move in the book and not even think about it. Um, and Desperado and Hiromu were great. But it's def- for me, it was definitely like, okay, this is good. But, uh, I mean, it, it didn't feel like the... Wrestle Kingdom level match that they've had before, mm-hmm. not at Wrestle Kingdom, if that makes sense. Uh, which is fine, you know. You don't always have to have a match of the year, match of the night candidate, um, especially when you have that main event following. Uh, and I, I don't know, maybe it's different if Hiromu's winning. Maybe the match is completely different the way they book it out. But I'm happy with Desperado winning. He's very deserving of that title and a continued title reign how do you how do you feel about Hiromu can we get a vibe check on Hiromu real quick I would love if he could go heavyweight because he has done so much and and you know we've missed the heavyweight window I think like because hopefully this year they start to get more people coming back down the line but like I feel like he would be perfect in the G1 he really would have because he's that good and it was just the perfect opportunity where there was clear as day openings for him. Um, I don't know what he does. He's starting to get to the Kushida spot yeah, that's where he's going to be stale. Not in like, he's not going to have great matches, but he's just kind of going to be sitting there waiting around. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've never been like a super huge Hiromu guy. I was I always liked Kishida more. Um, I've always been a Kishida fan. Um, 
Uh, but I, I, I can't deny that he isn't good because he Tough is for you. Then he is good to be a Kashida fan. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> tell me about it. Um, uh, jacket time, baby. Um, no, but I, it, it just feels like you know, with the amount of injuries and the amount of like the style of Hiromu, I don't know. It, it's just, I don't know. I feel like it's just we've, I've seen it, I've seen Hiromu. And and this is a very like minute point, really, because he's still putting on great matches. So who cares, right? But I don't know. I just feel like my expectations for Hiromu are higher than what his output has been recently. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know. I, I just I just expect more. And you know, and now he's lost uh, the IWG Junior Heavyweight Title, uh, or didn't lose it, but did lose that challenge. So I don't know what is next for Hiromu either. Uh, and your people are pitching, like you said, the the heavyweight move up, and you know maybe he that's said no. something. <laughs> I mean, he's he, like, I don't, I don't want to. And yeah, I was like, he doesn't want to. He wants to continue the legacy of Liger, right? I think yeah. at this point, you know, let's just turn Lij heel or something and have a heel Hiromu, right? I feel like we haven't had. He's that. great as a heel. Yeah, I feel like we haven't I mean, had that in a very long time. Um. I think also what hurts Hiromu is that the junior division just is, it, it's guttered right now, you know? The junior division it, what lived a lot more on outside people. Yeah, it, big time. I mean, when it had outside people, is one of the most fun divisions to watch. And, I mean, Osprey went up, mm-hmm. so that didn't help. Um, and then, you know, COVID happened. But and speaking out, like I miss. Well, this is true. I miss Dragon Lee. Like he was great in the junior division. Where, where's Dragon Lee? Can we bring him in? Can, Can we, we bring him somewhere? Like I don't care where. He's not point. doing anything anymore. No, he's so good. Uh, and he was great. In him and Hiromu had some great matches. In, even the one where you know. Uh. But you know, I believe uh, <laughs> that was the sound of him breaking his neck. Yeah, it was terrifying. Watch that live. Wanted to cry a little bit. Um, but again, the junior division suffering. I think in that Hiromu has become stale, and you would think he wouldn't have because he's been injured so many times that like you'd think that would refresh in him every time he comes back. Sure. But I think it just slows him down a little bit, but it, which in a way is a good thing because maybe he should slow down a little bit just because he's been injured a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's very good still. I'm not going to say he's bad. I just think yeah, uh, the junior is, division needs help. This is a very minute, nitpicky yeah. point of like, um, uh, he's yeah. still because it's so like, I thought this match was great. I gave it four stars. Uh, so I'm still like, it was still I a great also match. did, to be fair. Yeah, this, this is a great <laughs> match. So I'm just sort of like, yeah, I'm just yeah. sort of, you know, I, I feel gotta like make, I feel like I've make seen a conversation. <laughs> at this point. I've seen El Desperado and Hiromu too many times and I need to yeah. move on. Um, let's see. Like, let's see different varieties of that. I whatever. I, I don't care. I can't. I, until the, you know, COVID part slows down, the junior division just kind of kind of be, you know, Rapongi 3K and then these two and then Robbie Eagles. Well, yeah. Sorry for whoever I forgot. Doki. Taishi Shimori once in a while. Doki, sir. How dare you? Doki. We do like Doki. And El Phantasma is moving up, so God bless we don't have to see that anymore. He's moving up? What do you mean? 
I thought you were moving up to heavyweight I saw, and I was like, that's terrible. Why would you do that? You're not very good. Also, why move up to heavyweight? You have to pack on still a lot more weight, but also... Maybe I was wrong. Is, Maybe he was just saying that. Alfantasmo says a lot of shit, so yeah. I don't know if he's ever actually telling the truth. That's true. I but I just don't see the point of him doing that because what would what what slot would he be put in? Alfantasmo. Uh, hopefully, low card slash jobber. Yeah, it was like never. Like what? What's, what <laughs> where? Where would you go? I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, just what I want to see: evil versus Alfantasmo for never open. Yeah. Um. Remember Jay White. I'm going to do this for now on every time we talk about New Japan. IWGP Tag Team Championship match. Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi defeating the team of Dangerous Techers, Taichi, and Zack Sabre Jr. to win the IWGP Tag Team Champions. The uh, World Tag League streak continues, where if you win World Tag League, you you will win the IWGP Tag Team Championships. This does mean that there is still the chance that in their first defense, they will lose it immediately. That also tends to happen. Um, So I guess we will see what happens there, whatever the next show will be. Um, But I thought this match was, again, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I'm enjoying the work of Yoshihashi and Goto. I think they put on uh, good work. I, I wasn't a big fan of how long it was. Even though it was 15 minutes, it felt way too long for 15 minutes. Um, I don't know what it was about the match. There's something about Dangerous Techers that their matches just feel longer than they actually are. Uh, and That's I don't, true. don't know why that is, uh, but it just is. Um, so I, I wasn't a big fan of that part, but I, I'm looking at Dave Meltzer's rating here and I'm way lower than him. <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm I, happy I, for, I, should, I should be dogging on this match more because i am way lower than i sound like i am i'm happy for yoshihashi and goto uh very deserving they'll probably have hopefully you know if they don't lose it first try that they can have a nice little title reign again like the junior division the tag division suffers a lot too yeah um with no teams but the thing for me is you see you saw with dangerous techers and you can just make teams whenever you want. It's not very difficult. If you have like two main eventers, <clears throat> Tetsuya Naito and Sonata, you put them together, you have a tag team division. It worked out for mm-hmm. a little bit last year. I thought them dangerous techers had a good couple matches or whatever they did. Um, Great Ocon and uh, Aaron Hanare. Let's put them together. That's not what I said. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, I'm Con and Jeff Cobb. Well, Cobb is injured. That's why I didn't say. Yeah, Cobb. that's true. Um, yeah, no, but I, I, Narita Shibata. Why not? Oh, I mean, let me twist my arm. Uh, we're gonna get that. We'll get to that in a few minutes. But uh, yeah, good for Goto. Good for Yoshihashi. Match was fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. This match was fine. Uh, I, I, I don't. I thought it was good. I thought it was good work. It's just the ma- at that point. I don't know why the matches always feel so much longer. I don't know what it is about they Taichi do. and Zack Sabre Jr. It's always their I, matches, too. I think it might just be Zack Sabre Jr. His matches, though, feel long. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. 
Because it's like I've seen so much like technical wrestling stuff that isn't long, that isn't long feeling like that. So I don't know exactly what it is about Zack Sabre Jr. I don't know. Pure wrestling matches sometimes feel really long to me too. So yeah, I don't know why we're dogging yes. on the show so far because I feel like we've been fairly positive. But speaking about dogging on things, let's talk about the never open weight title match that was Evil uh, defeating Tomohiro Ishii uh, for the never open weight title. Uh, Evil beat him in twelve minutes and ten seconds. Uh, Dave Meltzer gave this match one star. Uh, the cage match people gave this match one point nine six out of ten. Which is practically a what, like 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8 or something like that? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a 0. 0.8. So, uh, what did you give this match? <laughs> I gave it a one, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I gave it a one. That being said, I have a fight to pick with P- uh, Ishii fans. This has nothing to do with this match. I, I cannot believe I cannot believe can I just real say that this was this match is the perfect embodiment of Scotty like it was evil going over big house of torture guy over here here evil going over not only over on like you know some scrub or whatever but going over Tomohiro Ishii the guy that Scotty is like I think he's overrated so you got well, you got it here's, the, perfect, here's the, okay. the perfect thing for Scotty is just evil going over someone that everyone else loves my overrated take is fair nowadays and here's why ryan because so many people call him underrated to the point where he can't be underrated anymore that's not how this works a lot of people don't understand the difference between overrated and underrated they don't understand what underrated means he has a 9.51 on cage match out of 10 (laughs) yeah like how what are we talking about like underrated would be like if someone just like had the balls to say you know aaron hanari is pretty good i think he needs more respect like that's underrated and i'm not saying that as a person i'm just saying it as an example uh that being said Ishii had had some really good matches over the past uh, since the G1. He actually made me like, you know, enjoy some of his stuff. He had a that good match with Jay White at whatever the show was called. Um, but, but, House of Torture time, baby. Dick Togo, get in the work. Get, a, get an evil back on top even if it's just the never open weight champion, I understand why this match, you know, angered a lot of people. I don't remember a single wrestling move in this match. <laughs> I don't think there was any, um, yeah. but the look that evil gave the camera after winning, I was like, see, this is, this is great. He knows, he knows exactly what he just did. He pissed off a lot of people and he loves it. Um, he'll work in new Japan. is very lazy. <laughs> it's very lazy. Well, yeah. And unless it's like Osprey, Osprey's different because he's just like a prick. So like that works. Uh heel work for House of Torture is very repetitive. Uh and you know, if they did heat and changed it up, that'd be one thing. But the choking and the wrench. And the low blows, the and the never-ending "Hey, I'm over here" by Dick Togo. It adds up. It adds up. And this was the match where I was like, "All right, let's let's stop. 
<laughs> Let's just stop. Because they did it a little bit in the opener, but not enough to make me like be like, ah, I want to just, you know, go roll in a ball and die. This this one made me think, you know what? House of Torture. I love you guys. I respect you guys. But let's fucking calm it down for five minutes. My my take on this is in the House of Torture nonsense. Obviously, you know, all the reports are saying it's still gonna happen. This is this is happening. This is a mainstay <laughs> to come. My thing is, remember when all this stuff was in the main event? Guess what? It's now in the never open weight title and the never trios titles. Who cares about those That's titles? That's a good point. My point exactly. Thank Shove you. it to the side. Yeah. The downside is it's never. So it's like those might like main event more shows. Like in terms that fit of though. Ones. That fit though. It, it'll never. It'll never matter. be important. Uh, so don't make it important. It, this was, I thought this was a fine match. I thought the if you ignore everything else about it, the, the story of the match of Ishii buying practically by himself trying to take on this whole squad and just getting overrun with nonsense. I thought that heat was there. Uh, blobbity, blobbity. Oh, the heat was there. The heat was <laughs> on, um, you know, it was perfectly fine. And guess what? It's in the never openly title. This is here to stay. It's you can, it's easily ignorable. You know, you know, you're, no one's going to be watching a never openly match for another long while until the next big show. Um, it's whatever, guys. Like, who cares at this point? It's no longer your main event. I can understand being mad about House of Torture when it was the main event, but now that it is, like, the tertiary title and the tertiary tag teams, who cares? I don't. I thought this uh, was fine. Tomohiro Ishii's fans. That's probably who cares. And I, I'm a Tomohiro Ishii fan. I thought he's fine in this. I thought he did fine in what he could do. Uh, but this wasn't an Ishii match. It was an evil match. And it was just constant, constant nonsense. You know, I didn't think it was abysmal. I don't think it was worth giving a 0. 0.8. Uh, I think that's too mean. But uh, I, I, <laughs> I think it was perfectly fine. Like, it's gonna, it's here. Who cares? Be fine with it. This is a pro-evil podcast, this guy likes to say. So I'm going to defend the man, I guess. Uh, it was fine. I like to go on record and say, Evil's a good wrestler. You just gotta, you know, maybe they'll let him wrestle eventually someday. Remember that match with Yoshihashi? That was great. Uh, that, like, well, I'm not kidding. Like, that was a very good match. And, like, it was when Evil actually wrestles. And Yoshihashi, for some reason, just has really good chemistry with the House of Torture thing. Um, yeah. But, like you said, it's the never open weight. Who gives a shit? And I think a lot of people were like, well, this is like the new IC title. I was like, no, 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 no it's not. The IWGP United States title is the new IC title. That's why it's in the semi-main event. Then this is on the middle of the car. That's why freaking Tanahashi went to America <laughs> to bring it back home. That's why they yeah. sent Tanahashi to do that. That was a very broken sentence, by the way. He went to America to bring back the United States championship home. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's weird. But, like, it, it's a never open weight. The never open weight did not get elevated. It's in the same exact spot it's always been. Mm -hmm. It's just a title to put on a card, people, have a main event I on think, a road to I show. I think people are more upset because it's a singles Ishii match and it's against Evil and it was all bunt heat. I think, yeah. I think, I think 
there's the trend of like if people don't like the situation situations around the matches, they shit on it more, which I think is, yeah. you know, sure, you can do that if you like. I'm just saying, ignore all that. This match was completely fine. It wasn't anything special. Yeah, it, it wasn't I don't no, think it was, it was but I don't think it was bad. It was just it wasn't even like a match. It was kind of just like, hey, let's just get the title to evil. <laughs> which yeah. is fine. And you made a great point. It's the Ishii fans being like, oh, we didn't get our classic forearm match. Did no one see the G1 Climax last summer or last fall? <laughs> I'm an Ishii fan. I've been an Ishii fan. However, that G1 Climax, he was not usual Ishii. He was the match not. Shingo is the only one I remember. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Does anyone remember any classic Ishii G1 Climax match for the past two years? The guy is Vladimir, not the same. Vladimir, the, guy Vladimir. Is, the guy is not the same. Am, are you turning me? What is happening right now? <laughs> uh, now you just got to put up the. Yeah. Yeah, baby. You got see this purple border. That's what we're doing, baby. This is all. This is House of Torture propaganda. <laughs> but no, I think it, Togo it, has gotten into our ears. I think Ishii is still really good. I don't think he like is as great as he was a couple years ago. Sure, I mean the guy is freaking like forty something, upper forties, forty six. You know he's reaching dad level. You know, like he's not the same man like five years ago when he was still like forty one and still putting on bangers every single day. Yeah, and there's better, you know, dad level wrestlers in Noah. So just watch them. Oh, did I say that out loud? Sorry. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Take it. Takashi Segura, dude. Yeah, Segura is nice. Segura is like 52. (laughs) (laughs) That's my point. (laughs) But yeah, I I still really like Ishii. I'm not dogging on him. I'm just saying he is not the same guy as he was five years ago. That's also a common thing I'm realizing about wrestling a lot is that. Everyone compares them like, oh, they were great. They're still great. I was like, yeah, but you're comparing them. Whenever you bring them up, it's like five years ago. It's the same conversation um, we had with like Ember Moon. That like Ember Moon's a great wrestler, solid pick. And it's like she is a good wrestler, but she is not like Oscar no. Ember Moon versus Oscar. She was five years ago. Yeah, Okada's different though. He's great again. Yeah, that's my new. That's my hot take on this conversation. Everyone wants to like dog on it. And I'm like, no, no, no. Give this match a break. <laughs> My hot take was fair because I just said, let's stop calling Tomohiro Ishii underrated. <laughs> yeah, well, I agree. I, I agree with that point. He is properly rated. He is properly rated. If anything, he's too highly rated now. Oh, okay, well, well, hold on. <laughs> Katsuriya Shibata returns. Uh, oh, my God. There's news from this match, of course. So uh, it was Shibata versus X. X comes out first and ends up being Ren Narita. You freaking called it, so victory lap on your end. Pops for that, by the way. I was so happy. <laughs> I was Ren- like, they actually brought him over. Let's go. Great spot. Guy walks out like he's like on a pathway to death and destruction, like just hair all over, all over his eyes, ready to Little fight. mini Shibata. Shibata comes out. Of course, uh, the chills Ugh. go down everyone's spine. Ugh. The music hits, and you're just like, yeah, baby. I mean, it's in the gear. Oh, he's, he's in the gear. He's in full gear. Black tights. And then, of course, this match is supposed to be a catch wrestling rules match. Shibata grabs the microphone and just says, no, 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 no. We're changing it <laughs> to an actual shoot, not shoot, but actual wrestling match, like a legit wrestling match. And Maria's like, sure. And the referee's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> turns out, Turns out, of course, that 
that whole situation was Shibata going in for himself. Uh, no one knew about it, not even the back office, not even the people in charge. It wasn't like anything before. It was legit just Shibata being like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. Uh, I think I saw somewhere that um, Kadani like, tweeted out that, like, no, there's not going to be any repercussions. I mean, it made everyone super happy and he was fine. So <laughs> why would I why would I make be upset about that? Everyone was super ecstatic about it and loved the match. So why would I why would I punish the man? And the match was great. The match was really good. The match was pretty good. Um, you know, I you know, it, you know, it's it's Ren Narita, so he's not like exactly there as like a, you know, a bushi, which I Maybe this could have that could have been the Ibushi spot. You know, he's not like that kind of thing. Um, but he's really good. And Shibata is just Shibata, man. Shibata <sighs> is just so good to watch. You would have thought he just didn't miss a day. <laughs> Which yeah, he, he probably- has missed many a day. Uh, but also he's been tra- you know, he's been a trainer forever. So it's not like He's one hundred percent been wrestling all of those guys constantly. <laughs> oh yeah, like I think that's why he does it. Like he's with Ren, and Ren knows like what's up. Like they've probably you know gr- had some graps in the dojo for a couple of years now. Honestly, so like they yeah. probably are very comfortable with each other. Uh, it was it was just so much fun. Like it, it's one of those matches where you just kind of look at it and. You don't care about anything. You don't care about ratings. You don't care about like thinking, oh, how great was this? No, it was great no matter what. Yeah. You know, because we were seeing Shivada wrestle. Ren Narita was a perfect opponent to, you know, not only, you know, go in there and, you know, kind of protect him, but hit him back because he knows what he's doing. And getting to see Shibata throw strikes and do his, signature drop kick and just the the finish was perfect of the sleeper into the uh the penalty kick yeah it was it was just all every every moment from ren narita being x to the end where shibata just literally wanted was like all right see ya uh it was just perfect and his press conference where he's like you know for today i want to get a wrestler i was like oh man he is the wrestler uh and my hope my hope is that this is one of many to come uh just don't touch his head please please yeah uh, obviously i think the more interesting talking point is where do we go from here what is next right i mean the new japan back office obviously was going slow and steady to win this race but shibata said screw that uh, kicked that play into the curb and just said, "I'm, I want to, I'm ready, I'm ready now." Um, Narita was great. Narita was a great pick uh, because yeah. it allowed. Um, it was somebody that trained with him and like recently trained with him, so like knows what he can do and know his element. So they were able to have a good match that way. Um, yeah, for, Bushi might commit crimes if. <laughs> yeah, you know, Bushi might do a Bushi thing. So who knows? Um. Or same thing as Suzuki. I mean, he might hit hard too. I mean, but it's it's Narita, so he's not like there. Oh, he, oh, he hits hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, it was a great pick to make sure that he's like safe. Uh, and Shibata, you know, what's next for him, right? I mean, 
the i the immediate idea is like well well he is still the trainer at the LA dojo so presumably he's going he's back to America right yeah um but new japan cup though i don't think they'll ever let him do that right i don't you think he's just like a special attraction every once in a while i do like i think what's next for him is kenta because that's a story easy story to tell i mean i know kenta got fucked up but you know when kenta comes back i think that's an easy story to tell Mm-hmm. Um, he instantly said, I want Shibata right, <laughs> like right when the match was over. Mm-hmm. And I think we can all agree, like, if we get the Kenta that we saw in his Noah match, and even in his, you know, ridiculous match with Tanahashi, which is the best version, like those two matches alone were like, oh, see, this is where Kenta's been. Mm-hmm. He he was just, you know, chilling, you know, because he's been through shit. And uh he has been through shit. His WWE career is like one of the most ridiculous things ever. Yeah. Um, and it's no, it's neither person's fault. Like that's the one person I'm like, well, it's not WWE's fault that he just had the worst injuries. It's not Kent's fault that he had the worst injuries. It's just, it's how it went. Yeah. Um, and it just, Kenta feels like the right choice. It feels like the next choice. But if you literally just want to put Ishii, not Ishii, Shibata on a show and have him wrestle anyone that is worthy, we're at a point where you don't need to have a title. He doesn't need to be fighting for titles. He's just kind of like, he's the guy people want to wrestle. Uh, Hopefully we get to a point where I would. I mean, I love. We got to a point where he could just wrestle, and he doesn't have to be a special attraction anymore. Which I think I don't is know possible. if we ever do. I think, it's but possible. it's possible. Yeah, I, it's just a matter of if and when. Um, yeah, how's that head feeling after? Uh, I mean, they didn't do too much to the head, thankfully, and they should never do too much to the head. But if that mofo ever brought out the head, but I would probably just shut the TV off. <laughs> well, I mean. He can't. Well, you also you know what the money match is, right? With Shibata, I mean it's Shibata versus Okada. That is the money. Match. Oh yeah, that, that, that yeah, like that is the that is the goal. I feel like, like I don't know in what capacity, but at some point you're like, we gotta. I think the goal is to get back to that match. Well, and I think I would love a tease, maybe, but no. Some people say that's like the greatest match of all time, which is of course Shibata's last match. Mm-hmm. Um at Sakura Genesis, for those who forget. Um, I mean, that, of course, is money. Yeah. And I think Okada's holding this title at least for a year. So it's not crazy to think that becomes a possibility. Yeah, I agree. Um, Let's move on. United Empire, Great Okan, Jeff Cobb, Will Ospreay, defeating Los Ingenables de Hopon, Bushi, Sonata, and Tetsuya Naita. I feel like we're going to have a lot more pithy thoughts incoming. So do you have any quick thoughts about this match? I like the way uh, Osprey worked this match. He he did the obvious, like, I don't want to wrestle. And then they pissed him off. So he like was yeah. like, okay, I will beat you up, uh, Bushi. Not Ibushi, but Bushi. And I thought it was smartly worked. I agree. I thought that was a good, good heel, good different kind of heel heat for this promotion. Yeah. Uh, and we did a good job of just being like. I will give him credit. He's good at the heel heat. He's good at the job. He knows he's what good. he's doing. I, what am I going to say? 
Six-man tag team match, Bullet Club, El Fantasmo, Kenta, and Taiji Ishimori, defeating a team of Hiroshi Tanahashi and Rocky Romero and Rusuke Taguchi. I don't remember this match at all. I watched it, but I don't remember. Yeah, it's tough because I confused <laughs> this match with the um, Rocky Romero Taguchi, uh, uh, you know, the tag, the junior tag. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Yo defeats Show. Uh, singles match here. Yo defeating Show. Oof. I had not. Really yeah, it heard. happened. What did I say before about like you know, Show being a guy. Yo being a guy. It's not it's not it's not that. Show should have yo okay. Yo should have been the house of torture guy. Right? Interesting. Right. I, I, I stand to this stand by to this. Yo should have been the house of torture guy. He's yo's good, but I don't think he's like that exciting of a baby face. But I guess maybe in like the Japan market, maybe he is. I don't know. He just doesn't Probably. feel that exciting. Show the Japan market's a different animal, man. <laughs> show is good. Show is a good wrestler. I really like seeing show. But he's like got he's got wrenches now. He's got voices in his head. He's got snake pants. He might be Randy Orton. Well, without the wrench. Well, you don't know. Randy Orton. He said snake. Pants. Voices. Yeah. Wrench. Oh, pants. Pants. Pants are off. Yeah, Randy pants, doesn't no. wear pants. Randy doesn't wear pants. Randy in pants? That feels weird. All right. New Japan Rambo. Yeah, I just don't like Yo and Show. Um, <laughs> New Japan Rambo. Uh, not much to really say here other than the winners were Chase Owens, Minoru Suzuki, Toru Yano, and nope. Shima. No, no, no. The winners were Minoru Suzuki and Shima. There was no one else involved. This is all that mattered. They somehow made me enjoy a KOPW match the next night. So it was all about these two. No one else was there. Well, moving on. Nope. No one else was there. Well, no, I got to bring up this as well. We ha- we saw uh, we saw right. Bad Luck Fale show up. He popped up once. Um, and then we also, for whatever reason, got Tatsumi Fujinami. <laughs> yeah, we did. Well, that was like the, all right, who do we got? Who do we got in the back? 50 years, 50 years, we got to get someone in there. Hey, Fujinami, you're 68 years old. Get in there. Uh, you were old when you wrestled for our company. Um, <laughs> Fujinami. Uh, yeah, but, you know, I thought this was you know perfectly fine. It, 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 it was, was it was a Rambo. It was a Rambo. Um, let's, I'm going to do reverse order now, but I'm going to skip. I'm just going to skip all of the pre-show six-man tags, if that's okay, on night Good. two of Wrestle Kingdom. Good. Uh, Makabe, Hanma, Nagata beat Balak Fale, Gato, and Jado. Uh, Master Wado and Tenkoji defeated Suzuki Goon of El Desperado, Takamin Shinoku, and Yoshinobu Kanamaru. And Los Ngannabli Sehapan, Bushi, Hiromu, and Shingo defeated Doki, Taichi, and Zack Sabre Jr. Do you have any thoughts about any of those? I doubt it. Not a single one. Yeah. I thought the. I thought the. I have more thoughts about wanting to move on than I have about those two matches. I thought it, uh, of all those matches, LIJ versus Suzuki Gun was the better one. Um, but it was it was yeah. good. It was good. You know, it was nothing right home about though. Um, starting off, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Title Match. It was the Flying Tigers, Robbie Eagles, and Tiger Mask having matching gear and all that jazz 
uh, defeating the team of... <laughs> it's written here on Cage Match. Bullet Club's cutest tag team, El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori, and the Mega Coaches, Rocky Romero and Rusuke Taguchi. This was fun. Minutes. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. It was, it was what you do with the junior tag. You know, this is what they used to do on one night Wrestle Kingdom shows with, you know, better teams. <laughs> but I thought it was fun for what it was. It wasn't anything. And they, uh, they finally showed that El Fantasmo had the metal piece in his boot, which yeah. was, you know, kind of big, like long term, because he's been doing that forever. So. Yeah, conclusion to a long-term story. They get kicked out of the match, and then the match ends with just the tag on tags. Uh, Flying Tiger gets the win, of course. Uh, yeah, uh, that brings up the question of what's next for El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori. Do they bring them back as individuals into the junior thing? Are they going to do a whole new tag thing? Are they moving up or something? Or I'm sure Ishimori will probably just challenge Desperado like in a couple days. Not a couple days, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but I like the flying tigers. I flying tigers, flying tigers. I thought they're very good. Tiger mask, tiger mask is still very good, man. Like tiger mask, baby. He is he is old as dirt. Um, he, tough night for him though. He didn't even have the coolest tiger mask on the show. That's that's tough. That's, that's tough. How dare you? It's uh, true. <laughs> he had the original. What's more cool than OG? Uh, Starlight Kids. Fair That's enough. that is what is cooler. Uh, oh, Tiger Mask. Did still... mask in her entrance? No, she did not. No, she no, didn't want. I thought she, she didn't want to. She didn't want to upstage Liger too. Yeah. That's fair. One legend was good enough. Tiger Mask is, uh, despite uh, the age, despite the health issues, all pretty much all of last year. Uh, still very good. Like, still very good. Doing like a a top rope uh, arm drag thing, whatever he was doing there, that was great. Robbie Eagles is great. You know, putting these old guys in like tag matches like this are, I think, are very a good move. I had this thought while watching the match that their fiftieth anniversary is Tiger Mask. This kind of feels like a a golden watch uh, of a reign for Tiger Mask. So I wonder if he might retire this year and we get a new Tiger Mask. That is a complete pitch idea. But I was like, 50th anniversary. He has the championship. He's no way going to be the champion all the way through. Maybe we'll get a new Tiger Mask. Well, there's about a million Tiger Masks. So it's only fair we have a new one, probably, if you're going to retire. At some point, right. at some point, he's going to retire, and I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he's still good, so I don't necessarily think he should retire anytime soon. But I just thought, like the the you know all the strings, everything connected there, that I was like, you know, maybe I think it's feasible, yeah. and maybe they put it on like give it the Taiji Ishimori. Maybe that's something. I mean, the other Tiger Mask made Tiger Queen last year, so that's which true. is just Oscar Veni, even though no one wants to say it out loud, but. Yeah. 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 You're welcome. <laughs> My cat is terrifying. Jesus Christ. Uh, Saya Kamatani, Tam Nakano, defeating the team of Mayu, Itani, and Starlight Kid. This was the first official, um, not the first official starter match on a uh, Tokyo Dome show in, for New Japan, but the first one that was aired properly. Hell yeah, it was. 
and they killed it. They got like nine minutes, but they maximized those nine minutes. Uh, they left Dave Meltzer saying they should have had more time, which is always good yeah. when you get uh, the big dog's approval. Uh, but they did exactly what I hoped they would do, which was Mayu and Starlight Kid would just work together as if they were still MK sisters, which is what they did. Yeah. Uh, and Tam and Sai worked really well together. The only devastating part is that they couldn't play Tam's music, and I was very sad. I was very sad. It was, um, it was Tam's and... Mayu's. They couldn't play yeah. Mayu's. I, I was about to scream. Uh, but, you know, she deserved it, most importantly. Mayu deserved it. And she's one of six women to wrestle in both Madison Square Garden and the Tokyo Dome. So that's pretty cool. It's the Crush Gals. China? We've, mm, yes. Bull Nakano. Hanakamura. Yeah, Hanakamura. Is that it? I think I said them all. Crush Girls. Yeah, Crush, Crush Gals is two. Bull, China, Hana, Mayu. Yeah, yep. that, makes, that sounds right. Yeah, no, uh, outstanding. I thought this is an outstanding match. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you're right. It, like, they... Um, it was exactly the match that stardom needed to have on this platform, mm-hmm. like a outstanding match, short and sweet, make you interested. Commentary did a great job. Kevin Kelly and, um, Chris Charlton did a great job. Chris Charlton did an outstanding job. Also very well prepared. C- Kelly was able to keep up and stuff, but Chris Charlton was like very well prepared for this. Knew everything, knew all the storylines, knew everything that was happening. Uh, very good at from him. Good job, Chris. Good. This is just a great match. You know, it, like it's just a very classic like match of showcasing these talents, and uh, hopefully, this draws more eyes to stardom. Yeah, that has to be the goal. And uh, you know, Saya, Saya is of course the perfect person to put in there because she can hit the Phoenix Splash for the win, mm-hmm. uh, which she beautiful, did. Beautiful, beautiful and- splash. I do want to give her credit for in her post-match press conference taking the time to say, I would like to challenge the man of my dreams in Kota Ibushi. Um, And I was like, that is hysterical that she had this post-match press conference and she somehow still went into business for herself. God bless her. Uh, Very good. Like you said, very good. Great. Whatever you want to call it. Uh, Just perfect. Nine minutes. They did. They didn't miss on anything. Uh, it, it was it was the house show stardom main event style that yeah. they do so well uh, when they just go at it. So good job on them. Yeah, and hopefully, like I said, hopefully it brings in more eyes to stardom. Uh, New Japan King of Pro Wrestling title match: Minoru Suzuki, Suzuki, Minoru Suzuki defeating the. God damn it. Suzuki defeating Owens, Shima, and Yano. Shima coming out with L. Lindemann and T-Hawk, making sure they get that gleet in there. Uh, uh, Chase Owens and Yano, of course. And it was Suzuki that won. Suzuki did not seem to care about that trophy. (laughs) Uh, Just wanted to beat up people. Um, I am very intrigued about what this means about that title moving forward. Um, You would think that, like, you know, maybe it's just going to go back to Yano at some point. But I really like this idea of Suzuki. 
Like, Suzuki is putting up the gimmick. He would put up a gimmick match or whatever. So I feel like Suzuki might just, like, constantly put up catch wrestling. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what he's going to do. Yeah. Um, he's going to make KOPW feel important for, like, a couple months, and I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, Su- Suzuki's great. I mean, he's great. Him and Shima had some really good uh, parts in this match. The match may maybe the best KOPW match of all time, which isn't saying much. <laughs> small um, list. It's a small list. It's it's a very small list. Um, but I'm happy he won because it gives him something to do, and it makes me care about that damn cup. So. Yeah, and I and I like you said, I thought Shima was also great in this match. I would love to see Shima more. Shima's very good. Shima's still, still really good. <laughs> uh, his meteoras were outstanding. Uh, Chase Owens did a solid job here. Chase Owens, good. Base. He also got himself two Tokyo Dome paydays. Nothing but respect. And he never lost. He like didn't get pinned. Like he didn't get pinned. Yeah, <laughs> which is just <laughs> amazing. He he was like, okay, I'm gonna get my Gleet guys on here, right? I'm gonna get Gleet on the big, you know, Tron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm never getting pinned. I'm I'm just gonna I'm just and I'm gonna get paid. So yep, Shima's great. Uh, I would love if Shima, uh, what uh, T was a T Hawk and Lindemann, You said yep. Uh, I love if they just like wrestled in New Japan because they're good. <laughs> yeah, I would not be well. I wouldn't be surprised if we eventually get Strong Hearts versus House of Torture as some sort of never open weight title match. And I know um, Gleet hat, you know, Gleet and New Japan have worked together in the past, so hopefully this just continues. Gleet did some uh, some real talent. Yeah, I mean, right off the bat with Shima, Lindemann, and T Hawk. I mean, that's just outstanding guys, right there. Just all they're just three outstanding workers that just need to be in bigger spots, really. Mm-hmm. Like they've been in like almost every promotion basically at this point. Yeah, I, I they're be, part of that. At this rate, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Shima in the Rumble. Remember OWE? Who? <laughs> Remember that? Remember and when then they were like, SCU you know showed up? Now we're gleated. Now we got gleated. Never open weight. Six man tag team title match. House of Torture retained those titles of Evil Show and Yujiro Takahashi against Haruki Goto, Yo, and Yoshihashi. I. You know, if people dunk it on Evil and uh, Ishii, I thought this match was worse. <laughs> wow. I didn't think it was worse. I thought it was fine. I thought, you know, it was fine. It was just there. Like, and that's kind of how I felt about n- both never titles. I was just like, okay, whatever. Let's move on. I don't care. I know who's winning. So yeah. I think, I do think, though, that the amount of House of Torture heat the the style of heat gathering i think works better in like a trios match than it does in a single match i because there are more people and because it is more chaotic Mm -hmm. that style of generating heat i think works better yeah and yujiro is there i always forget he's in house torture because like yujiro sucks they make what you just say yujiro sucks wow Wow. How dare you say that about Yujiro? Yujiro had that uh, pretty fun match with uh, Kota Bushi in the G1. Remember when he beat him? Oh, yeah. Big juice. Oh, that was a pretty good match, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just like, he's just kind of there. I love I love the entrance where Dick Togo comes out with all the titles. 
Dick it's Togo's like, great. If that doesn't sum up Dick Togo's power grab in the New Japan office, <laughs> I don't know what will. It's like, you know, these are the only titles that, that Gato's allowed me to have, so I'm holding them all. Yeah, these are mine. <laughs> House of Torture. What a time. God, House of Torture. House of, House of Torture is never going away until Jay White comes back, by the way. I hope everyone knows that. I. You're probably right. It like it does feel like we're just waiting. All of it, like it does feel like that the only person that could potentially save us from House of Torture is Jay White. And at this rate, I have no idea when that is happening. Yeah, maybe House of Torture will come to the states. I have to fly <laughs> myself to California for that. God, I would actually like that. I would actually. I, I'm going to say this right here. I would actually like if House of Torture came to the States. It'd be the biggest freaking heels in the country. Yeah, because <laughs> I want to I hear the boos. I want to hear mm-hmm. if how much boos they get, right? Like, it might be go-away heat, but if it's, if they're making noise, it's still heat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we they love heat. I'm talking a lot. Of, I'm talking a lot of heat. What am I? What am I? Uh, oh, what uh, are you? The prelim show to Monday Night Raw? What am I? Uh, what am I? Toro Yano fan account on Twitter? What are you? Uh, uh, House of Torture? <laughs> what am I? A frying pan? <laughs> Got to What are you? A fire? <laughs> We're getting worse. <laughs> yeah, we got to stop. Sonata defeated Great Khan in a one-on-one match in 13 minutes and 21 seconds. Uh, this happened. I like this. I did too. I like this match. Uh, Forgot about it till you told me though. I thought it was a pretty good match. I really enjoyed the. I, I'm enjoying the idea that Great Okan like is the expert at everything, right? But he's like not like that is the character of Great Okan, right? He's yes. an expert at everything, but he doesn't seem to be a master of anything mm-hmm. because he wants to divert all of his interests. So him, I loved him. Loved him. Doing the plancha, yeah, and then and then the moon salt, and then proceeding to lose. The, the moon salt <laughs> finish was great. I love the plancha, like teasing it, and then just doing it. Sonata being like, "Oh wait, shit, what?" <laughs> being real scared about it, and then that that moon salt finish. He goes for the moon salt, uh, and then like hits it, and then gets rolled up practically immediately, and gets and awesome. loses the match. I thought that was I thought that was good, a good surprise finish that I yeah. w- literally was not expecting. Um, Sonata's king of winning just random singles matches against the the heel of the day at Wrestle Kingdom. He did it. He beat Evil last year. Yeah, I I want where where, where are we going with Sonata? Where are we what are we doing with Sonata? Come on. I mean, we're gonna get the Okada match because duh, that just it's a guarantee. We he's gonna get the match. <laughs> he always does. Never fails. So that's happening. Uh, Sonata is such an interesting case because, like, some matches I'll watch of his, I'm like, you know, he could be really good, and then I'll watch him versus Okada, and I'm like, ah, oh, I just, I just, I don't want to do this again. Yeah, and, and it's a, it's a, re, re, it's just never ends. It's a cycle that never ends. Uh, and I have no idea if he'll ever actually win the big one. Probably not at this point, uh, which is crazy because. There was a point when him and Evil were teaming where I was like, oh, Sonata's clearly going to be, you know, IWGP heavyweight champion, yada, yada, yada. Now, I have no clue. Probably not. He he was a guy I always pegged as an IC title holder. 
Well, that's not happening. Yeah, and I whatever, weirdly enough, I do not peg him as a U.S. title holder. No, no, the U.S. titles is weird. They kind of just put it on big names, which is fine because big names are usually good names. Uh, but the like Kevin Kelly like said like it's kind of turning into a like hardcore division that title. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It really is, which is cool, which is a good uh, spot for that title. Oh, uh, yeah, it's not as weird. I mean, he's going to keep getting title opportunities. He was in the finals of the G1 two years ago. So, like, clearly there's still some care there for him. Yeah. But I just don't I just don't see him ever getting the big one. Yeah, I agree. Tetsuya Naito defeated Jeff Cobb in 15 minutes and 34 seconds. Uh, Jeff Cobb, of course, uh, uh, the reports went out that he was got injured during the match, probably before the match, actually. But boy, howdy, in this match, was he injured. He was not moving no. at all. It looked, it was tough to watch. I figured he was selling. Like that whole time, I was like, oh, he's just really good at selling the knee. You know, he could barely, he was hobbling. And I was like, man, he's, he's really good at this. Little did we know he actually couldn't, you know, move. Um, he did his best to get through it. And Naito, you know, is very smart in the way he works. Like they, they took advantage of the injury, which, you know, probably didn't help the poor guy's knee. But uh, Naito is very smart and he makes the little things feel more important. Um, this was not your typical Naito Russell Kingdom match. You know, it's it wasn't a super world. It wasn't a super title match that he often had or has had as of the past couple of years. Yeah, uh, but it was very smart worked. And for Cobb not being able to move, they did the best they could. Yeah, I thought it was the be- easily the best that they could have done here. Uh, I th- thought, yeah. it, you know, I thought it was you know a fine match. It ended up being, I thought it, at the by the end, it was still a good match. Like that's how good they were able to make it work. Yeah, despite the limitations of him not having a knee. <laughs> yeah, but here's the Jeff Kyle. Hopefully, he can get healed up uh, sooner rather than later. Speaking of healed up. IWGP US heavyweight title match and a no disqualification match. Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Kenta, uh, took his title, put him on the shelf, put him to bed, uh, said, ah, this is mine now. I'm going back to the States and I'm going to beat up John Moxley. I'm going to beat up Fred Rosser. I'm going to beat up Tom Lawler. I'm going to do all that stuff because I'm Tanahashi. Damn it. Yeah, I loved this match probably more than a lot of people because I like the story behind it of like Tanahashi just kind of like hating every moment of him having to hit people with weapons uh, because you could just see it on his face and he was just like, if they do this because I need to win. And, you know, even after in the press mat and in the post-match press conference where he was like, I hated every moment of that. That's not my professional wrestling, but he did what he had to do to win. And I thought Kenta... Kenta's very good at being like not a chicken shit heel, but a heel that, you know, is very, he's very funny. You know, like when he was yelling about the ladder and stuff, like <laughs> it was pretty much just him being how yeah. I would feel yeah. <laughs> if I was doing it. 
And I thought they had like, you know, some really good spot. It was a lot of plunder, of course. You know, most of the match was plunder. But for plunder, it was a really good plunder match compared to what we'll be talking about in Hard to Kill. So, and I mean, the highest fly flow, as they're calling it, was awesome. It was picture perfect. Yeah, I mean, this match was pretty good. I think it definitely, like, if you've seen the GIFs, then you've probably you more than likely have seen the match. Because <laughs> uh, the match the match lived and died on on pushing that Kenta off the ladder onto a trash can and busting him oh. open and then putting him on and then doing the highest fly flow off the ladder through a table, which cut up Kenta even more. Uh, that, Tanahashi, man. Yeah. He's so good still. <laughs> even though, you know, commentary makes wants you to think like he's gone and retired at the age of like 40. In, so in, in an alternate universe, he's, he's like a, a new Japan dad, I think. But I think, yeah. with, like with the COVID and everything, they had to bring him back up into the into the the cycle. He should not be the new Japan dad yet. I just want to put that out there. Like he is way too good to be a new Japan dad. I mean, he had a great year last year with his matches with Shingo, um, and this was just. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun watching this because watching you know, the mindset of Tanahashi kind of changed. And he even brought out a damn guitar, which was just so funny. Um, smash Kenta with that thing. Uh, that was, it was really good plunder for the spots that they got. I mean, some of it was slow because you have to set things up and whatnot. Sure. But, but oh, that ladder fall when Kenta fell, I was like, oh, that wasn't, that wasn't clean at all. Yeah, no, it was not. It was certainly not. And that hope here's again, here's to Kenta. Hopefully he can heal up. Obviously he was able, he was missed the New Japan Noah show. Um oh, devastating. Yeah. It, it felt like he was like there's there was this new wave of Kentaness, and I was like, oh baby, here we go. But uh there we go. He was very old school Kenta in that Noah match, by the way, for anyone that didn't see it. Oh yeah. Well we'll potentially get to it. I guess we'll see. Um uh, Kazuchika Okada. Yeah, Kazuchika Okada defeated Will Ospreay to become the official uh, one-person-only IWGP World Heavyweight Champion in 32 minutes and 52 seconds. This match was outstanding. This match, I think, was match of the two nights easily. Mm-hmm. Um, match is really great. Um, what'd, you, what'd you rate this match, Scotty? Uh, I think it was four and three quarters. I did four and a half. I did four and a half. Yeah, I I think it's my match of the year so far. It's very close with another one. Um, but it was very good. And they didn't go too long. They didn't overstay their welcome, which I think is a big thing for me in these New Japan made main events. You know, sometimes they stay too long. I think the the story was simple it was you know osprey versus okada who is the true champion one year after they fought at Wrestle kingdom uh, and i thought you know we talked about it before the show even started osprey is a very interesting case of a lot of people don't separate the outside the artist from the you know art who, yeah, the art. And he's very good at the art. He's very, 
good at the art of professional wrestling. I mean, he did a moonsault from the damn, uh, what's the thing called? Uh, the the uh, metal tower. Yeah, the steel he beam. did an insane moonsault. The truss? Yeah, that sounds right. Just picture perfect, too. And, I mean, I'm a, I'm, I am a sucker for the hidden blade i don't know why i just love that move because like i legitimately believe that destroys people yeah um so when he hit that i was like oh shit oh shit okada hit a perfect stormbreaker i was gonna bring that up that stormbreaker <laughs> just came out of nowhere okada nailed it this is the match where i was like okay see this is this is this is okada this is yeah full-on main yeah. event wrestle kingdom okada uh he was tremendous in this as was osprey they just had some great back and forth. I know a lot of people also an Osprey gripe is like he hits a lot of big moves and yada yada yada. But like that's literally his move set, and that's what every wrestler does that's good. Is that so a like, bad thing too? Like is it yeah, like what do you want? The match to be boring? <laughs> I yeah, I love complaints that are like I want like people a lot of times complain and they basically the argument is I just want the match to be more boring. I want less things to happen. <laughs> It's like if they watched um, like Rey Mysterio versus Kurt Angle from like SummerSlam 2002, and they're like, you know, they did too many big moves in that nine minute sprint. You know what they should have done? You know what they should have done? A headlock. <laughs> where, where are the rest holds? I, I was, yeah. the rest holds are not for them, it's for me. <laughs> yeah, I saw someone legitimately tweet like, uh, you know, well, Osprey hit all the big moves to make Dave, you know, give the five star rating. I was like, that's not at what, all. What a weird conspiracy like, theory. I was like, what are you talking about, dude? Osprey just—that's how he wrestles. It's his move set. He's a high flyer who also just has like you know these really hard hitting uh, attacks. And I was just like, who? Okay, whatever. Uh, you must hate Ricochet then. Uh, <laughs> I, what are you talking about? I love Ricochet. Remember when he kicked that guy's nose in? Oh, yeah, great. Awesome. But this was fantastic. Uh, Osprey said after he's going to stay in New Japan, which I didn't question. <laughs> I thought I figured well, he would. The, the only um, question I had about that is, no, no United Empire guys on the Noah show, right? No, That's not a weird. single one. Very well, Jeff Cobb being hurt didn't help, but well, Jeff, he wasn't on it anyway. Yeah, so. but I remember like Will Ospreay was talking about like oh, I want to take on Marafuji, and Marafuji was like oh, I want to take on Osprey, and then that didn't happen. You know what people forget as well. You know, with Osprey, I don't, I'm not trying to defend Osprey here. I'm gonna you know hear it from maybe one person. Don't really care. Uh, everyone's beloved American Dragon. The rumors are that the number one match he wants out of every match in the world mm-hmm. is against Will Ospreay. Yeah. I feel like that tells you a lot about uh, who's a good wrestler and who's not. It was, if Brian Danielson. It's, it's like Osprey <laughs> Omega. That's the guys I want to face. Yeah. And <laughs> Okada, who? Tanahashi, uh, who? I mean, Okada said this week he'd like to fight Danielson and CM Punk. And I was like, ha. Huh. Kokata, you can't just be teasing us like that. Uh, but yeah, this match was tremendous. Perfect ending. Uh, Okada wins. Okada is now the champion, and Okada now leads New Japan, hopefully, back to the top uh, of excitement. And hopefully, next year, Wrestle Kingdom, 
more people are excited. I don't have to see a hundred tweets of, you know, no one's talking about Wrestle Kingdom today. And I was like, shut up. Yes, you are. You're literally tweeting it right now. No one's talking about how underrated Ishii is, right? Oh, Jesus Christ. Please don't. Please don't. You know who's underrated? You know who's underrated? Will Ospreay. That's not even close to true. <laughs> that that might be that, no. Um, well, people. I mean, I mean, it's the art from the artist thing that we talked about, and and I get it. Yeah. I get it. If you can't, like, I do not yeah. blame you. There are obviously wrestlers I have the line on. Um, we're, the argument we were making before we were talking the show is just like it, wrestling is not a moral business. It never has, never will be. Uh, there are certain lines you have to like dissolve if you want to be a wrestling fan. Um, and there's certain lines you also have to have to be a fan of anything in general. You know, if you want to be a fan of football, you have to be okay with potentially, you know, a Super Bowl where the main quarterback is not in it because he's doesn't like lockdowns or whatever the fuck. You know, if you want to be in this, you want to see a outstanding wrestling match, and you kind of have to be okay that this this one guy is friends with a dude that did something bad. Uh, just, just just remember. That a lot of people call Ric Flair the greatest of all time. Come back and talk still, to me. Still, still yeah. call him that. So, yeah, come back and talk to me uh, when you guys realize what Ric Flair has done compared to a lot of other people. Yeah. And also, that really sounds like we're defending these guys. <laughs> no, no, not. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, just, it's a hard I, argument I, to I have. hate. I strongly dislike Ric Flair. I will not lie me about too. it. Me too. But, like, out of he's con- done. A, he's done a lot of bad things. Out of context, we're gonna get buried. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Or, uh, whatever. Do not. You know, gonna, Ric Flair. Clipped. We're gonna get clipped. Becky Lynch is the man, by the way. Just yeah. letting you know. Yeah. You're not the man. Becky Lynch is the man. Well, she's not big time facts yeah. because of you, but yeah, I just want. To- yeah. Fuck Car Shield. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Ric Flair. <laughs> All right, and that was the Wrestle Kingdom review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I, I guess we'll talk about the Noah did you, show did, real quick. I, I haven't the, seen the Noah show. Have you seen much of the new I saw the main event, and I saw um, Inamora and Ishii absolutely fucking wreck each other. All I, all I thought was, I was like, this is beef. This is absolute beef. Yeah. Just, it was the most hard I've seen Ishii have in like, ever yeah i i'm excited for that i uh, at both in both of those post-match things both of those guys were like i want to wrestle that guy more yeah a lot of the noah new japan like fallout was like yeah we all want to keep wrestling each other yeah so (laughs) the the report was that originally this i believe this is also from voices of wrestling that that yeah it's always something it's always something they always got a guy in there uh well we know who but that's fine yeah originally uh they um, were going to originally do singles matches up and down the card, uh, and then apparently Noah got cold feet, and then it became a bunch of tag team matches. Um, that they still lost. That they still lost the majority <laughs> of. But uh, you know, I would have preferred if it was singles matches. I think obviously anyone could have. But let's talk about the main event real quick, Scotty, because we've already gone uh over an hour. Um. Let's talk about the main event real quick. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, yeah. Kazuchika Okada, defeating the team of Kaito Kaimiya and Keji Muto. I can be very... So I when I started watching Noah, second Noah match I ever watched was Keji Muto versus uh, Kaito Kiyomiya. 
which you know debatable bold move by me to for my second Noah match to be Keishi Muto but you know at the age of 59 but the my bigger problem was with Kaito because he is clearly the guy they want as their young ace um, and it makes sense he has the look and he's good and you know all that jazz and he's Noah for life wolf pack for life whatever um, but I always watched his match. I was like, you know, he's kind of boring. He kind of just doesn't do it for me. He's, you know, he's already won the GHC heavyweight title. He's already, you know, has all these accolades already at the age of 25. But I was like, I don't know. I, I need more from him. And anyone that's been following his dream match of sorts was with Mr. Kazuchika Okada, which, you know, understandable. So he finally gets it here. And if you've been following the story between him and Muto, it's that Muto has kind of been like trying to push Kiyomiya to be greater. You know, you can't, he can't beat Muto, but this is his spot to finally show and, you know, prove it against Okada and Tanahashi. And Okada and Tanahashi, you know, if, if someone told me, you know, the two best wrestlers of all time are Hiroshi Tanahashi and Okada, I'd be like, okay, I can believe your take. I'm not going to fight that whatsoever because they're both all-time greats. And this was a chance for Kaito to prove himself. And he had more fire and more passion in this match than I have ever seen from him before. He had a great week. Um, I I will say that. His match with Kino was uh, from the new year was also great. But this was... You, you could just tell it was big to him. And Muto played like that father figure to him yeah. throughout the entire match. And Okada and Tanahashi were just so good at being like absolute jerks to him. And after the match, Okada was like, now what are you going to do? You know, prove yourself that this is, you know, your launching point. Not that, you know, don't falter from this. And he yelled at him something. And I think that's what Chris Charlton pretty much said. Um, uh, but it was a really good main event for a match. Like you said, it's tag team matches. We had a lot of singles matches, but they really did something good here. Um, they told the story for Kaito, which is big time for Noah. You know, they might have lost the match because, of course, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion and the IWGP United States Champion weren't losing. <laughs> but uh, they really told a good story, and I think it will only help Kaito long term. Uh, definitely a match worth checking out because there's a lot of story behind it. Um, it felt and... like, it, it, based on like Twitter reaction, it felt like there was a lot of story, but also a lot of Noah seed planting. Yeah, which is smart on their behalf. And also like Okada and Tanahashi are just so good together in like every situation. So like they working, them working together was really fun. And I really hope New Japan and Noah keep working together because I could tell the wrestlers were enjoying it. Like Shingo, Shingo, a low key challenge for the GHC heavyweight title, yeah. which oh, oh, don't, don't, don't get my hopes up. Uh, Cause yeah, Nakajima versus Shingo would be insane. Yeah. I think, I think having, they can do some of those singles matches. I don't think you have anyone win any titles, but just do a bunch no. of those titles. Like just do, I it could see them time. do one. Yeah, title change, but but it would be like it would be like the junior title or something, right? Yeah, and like, what do they care? Like, what is 
New Japan cares. Shingo goes to Noah and loses. It's not like you're sending Okada to lose. No offense to Shingo, but like I don't think they care enough about a Shingo world title loss. <laughs> like, it just happened on Wrestle Kingdom night one. Yeah, like I don't think they care enough that he what's, loses to Katsuhiko Nakajima. What's the difference between losing a second one against an opponent he has no relationship to or you know no connection? You know what I'm saying? Like, why not? Yeah, what's, yeah. what's still gonna hurt? Yeah. I'm glad and to like, hear it was good. I'm glad to hear that the match was good itself. I I, I want to check it out. Uh, obviously, it's not on New Japan World yet. It's going to be. Next I heard week. the semi mains also great. That's good. I, I'm with Lij and Congo. You and I, our goal is to get more into Noah this year. So I I feel like it was a that, that was a good starting point for Noah. Um, mm. it, it definitely feels like that. Although I saw that um, Go Shiozaki and. Uh, Kitamiya defeated House of Torture. <laughs> and everyone was like, they did it in their first try. What's your excuse, New Japan? And I was like, that's pretty fun. <laughs> that's great. That Helps that Dick Togo was actually in the match. Yeah, I mean, to, yeah, to be fair, Dick Togo. Was there. <laughs> um, let's move on. Let's talk about, uh, we don't have a lot of time left, but let's talk about the NXT. NXT cut. We started late. We started 30 minutes late, so we're only... Hour and a half? Oh. Uh, Almost at, oh, well, we didn't start immediately. So we're, my timer has us at an hour 23. So we are, we are going slow. So let's, let's kick it up a notch. Uh, NXT, not really NXT proper, but more so that the WWE Performance Center early this week uh, cut uh, many of its behind the scenes uh, coaches and talents. Uh, some talents that were in front of the screen, but kind of became coaches. Uh, that list from January 5th, uh, were Danny Birch, Timothy Thatcher, Hideki Suzuki, William Regal, Samoa Joe, Kathy Carino, Scott Armstrong, George Carroll, Ryan Katz, Dave Kapoor. Dave Kapoor, he used to be uh, the great Kali translator dude. Rajan Singh. Rajan Singh. Uh, Road Dog, Brian James, and Ace Steel. So, Scotty, what are your... I feel like the the immediate reaction is, well, that sucks for all those guys. Uh, but I, you know, but what do you think more so? I think the in more interesting talking point is that what do you think this says about the future of NXT? Well, they signed PD Williams, <laughs> so I have no idea. <laughs> did, well, did they sign them to the Performance Center or to the WWE? I don't producer? know. I, I I think he's an agent, but. The way people made it sound was like, like he was going to be part of the new NXT, like growth. And I got very confused. I guess there's no like serious thing. Uh, I'll look into it. I, I thought it wasn't shocking because William Regal's role, I know he's a great wrestler, he's a great teacher, but a lot of his role was to be a indie scout of sorts. That's what he was for a long time. And they're no longer looking for independent wrestlers to fill their developmental. They're looking for athletes and um, some indie wrestlers. It depends. You know, they'll, uh, they'll sprinkle in one or two. But William Regal's role had definitely diminished. And once he was released, I was like, okay, well, Samoa Joe's coming. I mean, he has to be. Yeah, He's part of that. Uh, that you know, Click and Timothy Thatcher and uh, Hideki Suzuki, 
it's a new change. I don't think I definitely know like why a lot of people got angry about it because you know WWE releases so many people and it sucks and releasing William Regal is questionable because he can offer you so much. Yeah, but I wasn't surprised. At either. this point, I don't think we can be surprised. It looks like P.D. Williams is signed as a WWE producer, not necessarily performance center kind of guy. That's wild to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There, you know, there's obviously the, the big talking point is that how much of like this is just, you know, Triple H's guys. That Triple H was five years ago set up to potentially take the company. He was the exit strategy, right? If Vince McMahon ever, you know, breaking case of emergency, Triple H is ready and willing and gable to, you know, waiting in the wings practically to get it in there. Now that whole, whole second plan there has collapsed and evaporated into Thanos dust. Like it Mm -hmm. is, it is nothing now. There is seemingly no new plan to replace Vince McMahon and Casey Croak suddenly. Like there is nothing now. No. Um, or seemingly nothing now, I guess. You know, there's some talents in there like Birch, Thatcher, Suzuki. I wouldn't be surprised. We're definitely going to see all three of those guys wrestle again. I would not be surprised wherever. I don't have a vibe check on where those guys will be. Um, Samoa Joe, maybe he'll wrestle, but I think maybe he'll be more of he's a player wrestling. coach. If people think he's going to wrestle, but also I don't, I don't know. He's he's up there in age and also he's constantly injured and whatnot. In terms he's of going to AEW, bro. Oh, not, I, th- I think he's going to AEW. I think he's going let's to, not get crazy. No, that, that's my point. I think he's going to AEW as like a player coach kind of guy. Um, yeah, I can see that. But also if I was AEW and I had the, and I had the pick between two big guys, I would pick Keith Lee over Samoa Joe. Uh, I think he just picked both. That's also true. Cause so I why, think why it's why very different. That's I think true. Samoa Joe's the name you bring in Samoa Joe is like, Hey, we have Samoa Jones, CM Punk on the same roster, guys. Mm-hmm. And then you bring Keith Lee because Keith Lee can offer you a lot as a current talent. And the Bearcat is such an over gimmick that you have to bring the Bearcat. In. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, Samoa Jones is great. Like, he, he he could wrestle once every couple months. And yeah, I think that's I wouldn't bat an eye. I think I think you 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 bring him in and uh, have him win the FTW title. That'd be great. That'd be that may actually be great. I love that. Uh, and I mean, they're gonna do Joe versus Punk again. It's coming. Yeah, <laughs> they one more time yeah. before they hang it up. Just feels, and they'll probably have a great match because you know Joe may not be what he was then, and CM Punk's not what he was then. But one thing they are great at is they are great professional wrestlers that can do the old school stuff mm-hmm. and make you you know, understand this is a great match without the crazy moves, which is funny because we just talked about the big moves and whatnot. I also think you easily, if I was AEW, if I was any company, and if he was willing to do it, bring in William Regal. I think that's an Mm -hmm. easy pick, especially with AEW, of how they're kind of sort of transitioning more into this sort of mat wrestling style with Brian Danielson, Lee Moriarty, Daniel Garcia, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think you bring in William Regal. Plus, he can be more of a talent scout. I mean, he talent scouted the i mean obviously they had the money and the brand name behind it and there was no other competition but he talent scouted the indies uh and picked up one of the best rosters uh of all time right uh and wwe's lifetime uh one of them i would argue uh so i you know i think he's an easy pick 
you know, these are these guys in here. I think they could help out if they want to continue helping out. I don't think you pick up Road Dog Brian James. Uh, I think <laughs> I think you kick him to the curb. Uh, I think Kathy Carino is very bad uh, firing. She literally moved her entire family across the country like a month ago, um, uh, and then like a month later got fired. That sucks. Um, there's a video also on WWE's YouTube channel. I don't know if I can find the exact video, uh, but basically it was released two weeks ago. Scotty, it was released two weeks ago. It is a YouTube video on WWE's website going over the December tryouts. You know, the one where like Alec Price and Roxy were at. Yeah. Uh, it was going over that, those tryouts. There's a shot. Where Joe, William Regal, and two other other guys that were fired are sitting all at a table. You might have seen that image passed around. They do an interview with Kathy Carino, uh, and I'm just like, oh my god! They, they it feels like they brought her in for that one video and then cut her. Like, what are we doing? Uh, and then and then also, you know who else is there? John Laurinaitis. <laughs> He's oh. he's watching he's watching all this. He's there. He's getting interviewed. He's like, yeah, we're looking for the next great talent. We're talent. I can't do the voice, but uh, it's just great. And also, I had this other thought watching that video. What, um, so they're doing these training tryout sessions, right? And like they have like wrestlers there to help, but the wrestlers are Caden Carter and then Imperium. You know, Fabian Eichner, Marcel Bartel, right? Why are why aren't they like? Why don't you bring in like? Cesaro or like Drew Gulak. No, why don't yeah. you bring in people from the main roster? Like like optic right. wise, why are the people in the developmental center helping train the next potential people? developmental? Yeah. According to WWE, they yeah. haven't figured it out yet. Like I why you know, I don't necessarily think you know, I think Imperium have figured it out. I don't necessarily think Caden Carter has gotten there yet. But like yeah. Why don't you, know, you bring in some main roster guys? Drew Gulak, Natalia, you know. What? Do, why? Why? Why not? I don't understand why we're not doing that. Natalia's training people. Drew yeah, Gulak would, helps people. He helped, like I think, Ronda or something. You would think they would do that. I. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know. We've probably given too much thought about all this. It sucks for those who were released. They'll all be okay. They'll all find jobs. Uh, William Regal's one of the best. Samoa Joe's going to be fine. Timothy Thatcher is very good. Hideki Suzuki, I I guess he went there to be a trainer because he never, ever even came close to wrestling a match. So I guess he legitimately went there to be a trainer. Yeah. Uh, He'll probably go back to Japan, if I had to guess. Um, You know, I wish the best for all of them. Sucks, but, you know, this is the monthly occurrence so we'll see uh we'll see you again well, next month ladies well, and gentlemen you're not you, you may be you may be you know kind of uh joking a little bit here scotty but i mean it uh, is a monthly occurrence well the uh quarterly reports are coming up and if yep if it's if the rumors are correct rumors are to be believed every quarter there are going to be some releases you know what that means I mean, Roman Reigns, not necessarily, versus, not necessarily main roster people, but certainly like NXT people. Roman Reigns versus Roman Reigns for the <laughs> Universal for the, Championship for the Roman Reigns Championship. 
I'm just I'm putting that out there, folks. And like, I mean, they had to bring a raw person over for him to have a Royal Rumble match, so I think that tells you a lot. Well, they got well, and to be in their fairness, that they that got all screwed up because Roman couldn't make it to day one. Uh, no, not in all their fairness, they released the entire main event scene on SmackDown, that's except true. for Drew McIntyre, who's hurt. Yeah, that's true. So, well, we've been they, going for about they an, could suck an egg. We got we've been going for an hour, about an hour and a half. Uh, we got three topics left. What are we doing? Here? What are the topics? We got AW TBS debut slash Battle of the Belts, Impact Hard to Kill, Noah, no New Year show. Uh, we can probably we'll probably skip Noah if we had to. Yeah, sure. I haven't. I've watched. Because it happened on January the first. Oh, that's right. It is that it happened on January first. That's a super old show at this point. How, how did you? Okay, I'll do it real quick. How did you like the two final matches? I have not seen the two final matches. Then we don't have to talk about it. Fair enough. <sighs> I, yeah, I I watched the last match I watched was the Kenta tag, which well, that's a great one too. But which was great. <laughs> yeah, Kenta tag. I thought Kenta and uh, who was the other guy? Inamora. Inamora just was. God, that Inamora where he just like comes in out of no, like he just you know <laughs> fighting on the outside and Kenta just wallops him, and then like and then. Kiyomiya comes over and just like he's like get out of here starts slapping him get out of here and Kenta's like oh, we're walking out and then yeah, like Kenta's sure back in the great. ring Iamora finally gets up and then just goes into the ring and just decks Kenta <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god yeah that's sure great the the it was like the entire match was just a normal match but then this whole thing was a combustible element was happening in the mm-hmm. side I thought that yeah. whole element I don't know what was happening. I don't know what aspect of it was a work versus shoot. I don't know what was happening, but it was just like, there's just one aspect that was completely combustible and just, oh man, that was good. That was so good. Yeah, Kento's definitely not done with Noah. I think that's like the biggest guarantee. I I feel Uh, like if he wasn't injured, we would certainly see more. I mean. Yeah, I think he'll go back though. Do you think... With Kenta being out, they might send over a different person to Noah. I, mean, I can see it. I mean, no one else I mean, has a connection, do they? Well, I mean, well, actually, I take that back. Does. I take that back. All of Suzuki Goon has a connection. Yeah, I mean, they all one. do. Taiji Shimori was there for a while. Zack Saber Jr. Uh, was tag titles with tag title holders with Ogawa. Ogawa I mean, yeah, I mean, there's definitely people they could send over um, if they want, but I. I mean, Kenta's debatably the greatest. Well, not the. Well, he's not. He's not Masawa or Kobashi, but like, he's good. He's he's in the top five, like best Noah ever. So, it's and when you're behind Masawa and Kobashi, it's like, oh, well, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, the uh, watch the last two matches. That's all I'm going to tell people is watch Kino versus Kaito Kiyomiya. And please, please watch Katsuhiko Nakajima versus Go Shiozaki. That match is oh. match of the year. Um, I have it just behind Okada and Osprey, mm. which you know probably neither will win match of the year by the end of the year for me. But Start, still great. Stardom hasn't matches. had a lot of matches yet. <laughs> no, no, and I still have to go watch Momo versus Zumi. Where, but that's not going to be better. But I still have to, you know. They had a lot going on. By the way, starter moves. Uh, we have a new tag team champions. Woo woo. Oh yeah, uh, K- Kagama and Izuki, right? Hell yeah. When is Just... when is uh, Julia and Tekla picking up those titles? And they'll probably beat whoever beats Izuki and Kagama. Truthfully, 
because oh yeah tecla Got, had to had to give her some respect uh I'm big a star big, big tecla guy move over uh micah move over um death uh, fucking death, death. <laughs> <laughs> my top two move over micah move over fucking death tecla baby there we go tecla i'm here i'm on the tecla gang Strong. yeah tecla's great the toxic spider she's fantastic send, what a great send debut tecla. send tecla uh but yeah we can get to uh i forgot what we we're talking about what was next battle of the belts uh we can either do aw or impact i mean did you want to do that bonus bit uh we can do the aw i guess for bonus if you want sure we can do that so we'll do hard to kill. Yes, yeah, so we'll do hard to kill. So uh, unless we don't go long enough, <laughs> no, we'll we'll get Which to that. I think possible. I think we'll go long enough. I think we'll be fine. But potentially, folks, I guess we're gonna do. Uh, we don't have a name for it yet. Uh, maybe we'll have one by the time I upload it. But basically, uh, if you we're gonna potentially talk about AEW TBS debut slash Battle of the Belts, uh, not on the Ring Post Radio episode proper. Uh, what we're gonna be talking about is on part of a bonus episode. Uh, if you want to head on over to countout.com uh, and you can join the family membership for $5 a month, you get a bunch of bonus episodes. Uh, there's a bunch of bonus episodes from every podcast. So you can listen to every bonus episode that every other podcast has. There's a lot of good content in there. And we're going to be putting, if we have times, you know, this is an original concept that no other podcast has ever done. But in case we like uh, ran over uh, the amount of time that we have allotted, uh, then that that's the idea that uh, there's that that bonus audio uh, in, in the breaking case of urgency bonus audio uh, and that five dollar family membership on countout.com countoutpod.com countoutpod.com yeah this is like the one week that we're we have to go heavy over like big time we probably won't do this again for like a month at least yeah i mean Probably not. I mean, there's a uh, probably not for a while. I don't know. I looked up and by the way, next week that we have the Terminus stuff, but also we have to preview. There's gonna be a Noah show where it's Kiyomiya versus uh, Nakajima. I think it's oh Nakajima versus Kiyomiya. Yeah, that's yeah. gonna be great main event. Oh, I was trying to see if like maybe we should get Countout.com. Do you want to guess how much that domain is? No. <laughs> it is apparently according to hugedomains.com who owns it countout.com it can buy now for three thousand dollars so we if we get a couple more family memberships maybe <laughs> countout.com but yeah countoutpod.com i believe if you just went countoutpod.com doing the hard sell folks countoutpod.com i believe it's in that top area yeah if you click on membership it's countoutpod.com slash membership Become a member. Put in your information. Five dollars a month. Uh, you'll get the the bonus episode stuff, bonus audio of Ring Post Radio, along with a bunch of other audio from every other show. It's a ginormous, great deal um, that you should take advantage. Again, countoutpod.com forward slash membership. Anyways, impact hard to kill, Scotty. I feel like we have to talk about it, especially since you stayed up to like two, four, five, six in the morning to, to watch it. I did the deed, ladies and gentlemen. I, for some reason, put myself through 
an entire impact pay-per-view after getting home at midnight from work i decided in my head you know what the show is important i watched battle of the belts first and yeah. then i watched this and i don't know guys if you've heard me talk about aw pay-per-views on this show not aw aw is different impact pay-per-views on this show I almost always walk away disappointed. Almost always. <laughs> that our our last impact where we talked about Moose versus Josh oh. Alexander. Oh my god, I'm so disappointed. So, you know, going into this one probably wasn't the best plan because You know how excited I want to tell you real quick. You know how excited folks Scotty was about burying this show? He was ready. He was ready to bury this show. And I was worried. I was worried. Because they had a good opener, uh, the uh, pre-show. They had the X Division match. They had Jonah versus Josh Alexander. They had Gresham versus Saban. Something else I'm missing. I was worried that I was like, oh, my God, am I not going to bury Impact? Oh, oh, don't you worry. Don't you worry. They always deliver. They always give me something. And we will get to that soon enough. But I think despite what you're kind of referencing, I think this show <laughs> was pretty goddamn good. Yeah. Like it was, you know, right now the show has an 8.55 on cage match, which that's pretty good. That's what four and a four and a quarter right there. You know, you know, what's my biggest complaint with impact? What's that? They suck. <laughs> At, no, no, I'm not done. I'm not done. At pushing the right talent. They absolutely suck at it. This opening pre-show match had Chris Bay, Ace Austin, Laredo Kid, and Mike Bailey. Mike Bailey, I'll give them an excuse. He just signed there. That's, you know, whatever. Sure, sure, sure. Laredo Kid, he comes and goes. But Ace Austin and Chris Bay should be two, like, key guys you put in your main event picture. I don't know how they haven't done this with Ace Austin enough yet, seeing he's been there forever. Yeah. And they just put him on the pre-show. I just... This is what's the problem with Impact. I mean, they had a great Fatal 4-Way. It was a great time. Mm -hmm. Bailey was a star. Ace Austin did his stuff. Chris Bay is great. Moreno Kid's great. Like, they did great stuff, but I just sat there and I'm like the main the, the world title match. The world title match has two WWE failures and moose. That's what this is. You're, hey, hey, slow down. Build your slow own down. talent. Slow That's down. what I'm saying. Slow Build your own down. talent. Slow down, man. Uh well let's get we'll get to that when we get to it. Let's start off first I will off. Give Mark, I will give Matt Cardona credit though. He was good at GCW. Uh Ultimate X match. Tasha Steeles wins it. That means she gets the future impact world women's title match uh against Mickey James at some point. It's Tasha Steeles defeating uh Alicia Edwards, Chelsea Green, Jordan Grace, Lady Frost, and Rosemary. I watched this listen match. To me. I I missed this match last night. Uh, so I watched it this morning. Uh, it was fine. It was perfectly solid, perfectly fine. It felt like the match was really just Jordan Grace. Uh, like, <laughs> I felt like I didn't see Lady Frost there. I really, like, it felt like Jordan Grace 
and Tasha Steeles were really doing everything. And then Alicia Edwards beat up people with a kendo stick at once, climbed the thing and beat up Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green climbed the thing of Alicia Edwards and drop kicked someone. And then Both murdered Tasha Steeles because she was trying to climb the uh, the cord too quick. Yeah. Um, Jordan Grace was the one actually making moves, it feels like. Lady, Lady Frost did do that cool moonsault, though. She did do that. And that's all I remember. And Rosemary, all I remember is her climb on top of Havoc to try to get to it. I forgot Rosemary's in the match till you just said it. <laughs> so I, I, um, I thought it was perfectly fine this match. They had cool the, spots, but it's yeah. just stuff that wasn't necessarily clickable. Yeah. The sky high uh you know sit out power bomb spot from the cords was awesome. Yeah. That was insane. Uh and they picked the right person. They picked the one person I wanted to win. So good for Tasha Steels. Yeah, I feel like that was a theme all night is I think this pay-per-view, what I liked about it is that it felt like they picked the right person every time. Yeah, what's that like in Impact? I don't know, man. It's that WWE. They picked Mike Bailey in the the pre-show match too, which, you know, right choice because he's kind of a relatively big signing for them. Also, Jake Something and Madman Fulton were in that pre-show. And what's happening with Jake Something? Jake Something's great. Why is he... Yeah, Jake, something was in the Fatal 4-Way, and then they were like, nah, Mike Bailey's here. Let's just take Jake something. <laughs> I don't know what's happening with Jake something, but he is not. I don't know. He's, uh, he's right now Jake nothing. <laughs> God damn it. Anyways, uh, the next day. match was pretty good. I, I agree. Tasha Steeles was, was good spots. Good spots. It was fine for the most part, but good spots are what helped it. Um, uh, lived up to that potential. Impact X Division title match: Trey Miguel, Steve Macklin. The match started with a a, a, bit, a bunch of outside interf- not interference, but outside fighting. Eventually, the match started, and boy howdy, was this match turned into a barn burner! It Why just, the fuck is Steve Macklin so good? <laughs> I, he's he's so good. He's got. I was that, sitting there just thinking that the whole time. He's got that like Punisher energy, you know. Yeah. He's got that yeah. Punisher energy versus Spider-Man Trey Miguel, uh, which I'm sure that's what they were going for here. Um, Trey Miguel, outstanding work. Uh, but Steve Macklin, boy, howdy. Every Steve Macklin I see, match I see is like, man, this guy's good. What, what? Why is he this good, man? Why was he so vanilla in WWE? Like, why was he as vanilla as possible I like when he was in WWE. I was like, this guy definitely has no personality. He's definitely not that great in the ring. Now he's like doing all this stuff, and he hit that speed, like that, like weird spear on Mc, uh, Miguel when he was like hanging upside down, and they yeah. just like died in the ropes. And I was like, oh, yeah, like I love this that match spot. was great. I love this that was spot. really good. This is a really good match. Steve Macklin was outstanding. This Trey Miguel obviously retains the title here. Maybe we'll get that Chris, Chris Bay, uh, Ace Austin stuff in there. Bay. Uh, God damn, this match. It was just like I, when I saw this match, it was just a surprise. Like I was just, yeah. I was slacking you. And I was just like, man, this match is good. I don't know what happened. This match is real, this match is real solid. I learned if you go into an impact pay review, just assuming the worst, almost always you walk out better than expected. And I think that for the most part, that's how I felt about this show. Yeah, I can probably agree with that. I can probably agree with that. Ring of Honor World Title Match, of course, 
not even a course, but who would have expected Ring of Honor having a world title match here? It was also a pure rules match, of course, according to Jonathan Gresham's uh, thing. Um, plus, Ian Riccoboni and Bobby Cruz were there. Bobby Cruz doing the ring announcing and Ian Riccoboni doing the uh, commentary team with D'Lo Brown and new col- color commentator Tom Hannafin from WWE. Fuck, what a fucking upgrade from Matt Striker. Um, what do you think of the Ring of Honor World Title match? Uh, really good. Uh, you know, it's pure rules, so it's exactly what you expect. Uh, Chris Saban still very good all these years later. I enjoy Chris Saban a lot. Um, I really miss the Motor City Machine Guns. I was sitting there thinking about that, like for half this match. I was like, man, Chris Saban and Alex Shelley and like the AW Tag Division would be great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I. You know, went back to the match, and I thought the closing stretch was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the creativity of like the false pin with the rope breaks, with the rope break where Gresham's uh, foot was under the rope. I was like, oh yeah, saw that coming, but you know, clever little spot because the rope breaks are so important. Pure rules. Um, it was it was very good. You know, I didn't expect these two to have a bad match. Mm-hmm. It, it, like. It was guaranteed to be good, and it was. And I enjoy watching these two wrestle. I wish, you know, I wish Jonathan Gresham wrestled more places that I would care to see. Okay. Like, like, well, Can you Terminus. Elaborate? I'm excited for. I don't I have no idea if that's even airing. I have no idea if I'll even be able to see any. It's that. a term. No, it's on fight. It's gonna be airing. Oh, it is. Yeah, okay. It's gonna be on fight. Okay. Word. So I ordered that. I watched that. Um, and I'm excited for that. But every time I watch Shot of the Gresham, I'm like, dude, this guy is so good. Why is he not like, I don't know, going somewhere like that? He can be this great all the time against yeah. like. No offense. This is not like an attack at anyone. And Ring of Honor, you and me agree, during the pandemic, they were a really fun show despite being a no crowd um, most of the time. And I just, I like Jonathan Gresham a lot. I wish, you know, he not always have to do pure rules, but it is what it is. Um, that's what he's doing. That's, that's, what he's, that's what he's going for. Yeah, and this match wasn't like pure, full pure rules. Anyways, they had, they had strikes and whatnot, and you know, I know strikes can because most pure rules is a lot of grappling, but yeah. Saban, you know, was really good with what he did. It was a fun match. Yeah, I, I yeah, I know. I thought it was good. Um, pretty good to quote Ryan Knightsey, actually. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I was I was definitely lower on it than most people, which seems to be the theme of this episode. Um, uh, I, I, you know, I thought the beginning, I, for me, the beginning was a little slow. I'm kind of over the, uh, the, uh, foot under the rope, like surprise fake finish mm-hmm. thing. I'm kind of over that spot. Um, I feel like I've seen Gresham do it, that spot a lot. I think he did in the woods match. Uh, well, I don't, I try not to remember that. Match. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of over that spot. Uh, but the finishing sequence there was really good. The reversals and pin, pin attempts, uh, between Gresham and Saban was just kind of outstanding. Saban and Gresham are just good pair in that regard. Saban's still very good. Uh, Gresham is still very good. Um, I loved hearing Ian Riccoboni on the call again. Oh, I thought so he was good. outstanding there. Um, 
going kind of we were talking about ring of honor before uh friend of the show sean at spinal the pine on twitter he tweeted out something that was basically saying that uh you know is you know is um the pure style marketable to a larger audience you know or is it too, or is it sort of too niche and you know i the obvious i think the obvious immediate thing is well if it was more marketable then ring of honor would still be alive today now wouldn't it um but you know you can also potentially chalk that up to crowds right you know we're seeing that with new japan right now um it's not necessarily the the gimmick of pure rules it's just the lack of crowds potentially or the sale selling point there I think I think I think Terminus will be a good uh, vibe check on that, on that point. I think I don't love pure rules. Like I think I've come to that conclusion. Like I like Jonathan Gresham a lot. Yeah. So like he makes it fine, but I'm not a big pure rules guy. Yeah. Uh, it technical stuff's fine, but like I like my strikes a lot. <laughs> like that's my preference. Yeah. Which is why I pick other things over that but Gresham's so good that he makes me watch it yeah and I think I think there is a lot of worth and value in the pure wrestling style I think it is good but I think it is sort of like it is niche it is a niche thing you know it's you know most you know what is you know because another response to that that tweet from Sean would be like you know is wrestling itself right now marketable to a larger audience um and it seems we've reached a, a limit a little bit um yeah. you know so I, I think pure rules is a little bit of a niche there i put chalk pure rules up there with like you know joshi wrestling or like deathmatch wrestling how dare you where it's just like it's a it's niche it is niche yeah joshi less so obviously but like deathmatch or i don't know deathmatch is Gleet. really good comparison because those are Gleet. very yeah, well, they do UWF rules, so it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, but it just feels like it just feels like a niche argument. And with Terminus coming up, I think that is going to continue a lot of the Ring of Honorness. Um, so I'm very intrigued about Terminus. We're going to talk about that next show, obviously. But yeah, Ryan's wanted to preview it for like three weeks in a row. I'm going <laughs> to it, man. I'm going to Terminus. Yeah, you went to day one too. That didn't change anything. Well, day one sucked. <laughs> You had hope going into it. I did have hope, and it that was with out. Roman Reigns, though. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's, the main event was still great. I mean, really, yeah. I guess really, like looking back on it, like really, the selling point was Brock Lesnar. I think, like looking, it always is. Like, I think the selling point to me was like the Roman Brock match and the New Day versus the Usos, uh, and then one of those matches were not good, and the other match was uh, didn't happen. Um, yeah, uh, let's move on. Josh Alexander defeated Jonah ten and sorry seventeen minutes and seven seconds. Another hard hitting match here uh, between Josh Alexander and Jonah. Jonah is very solid in the ring. I think he's really good stuff. That what was that he did a moonsault off the top rope. That yeah, was he did great. the Bam Bam moonsault. Yeah, um, he tweeted out that he was representing one of his favorite wrestlers' colors, and obviously because it was purple, that was evil. Um, House of Torture confirmed. They both have capitalized names. It's obviously evil. Um, but it was great. I think the obvious story of this match with Josh Alexander, uh, you know, Jonah is a athlete, that it, a size athlete 
that has speed and everything and, and to his ability. So Josh Alexander was like, let me slow down this guy, cut the cut the legs out beneath the tree, um, as it were. And uh, he did a great job. That that closing stretch there where he's going for the, the ankle lock, knee bar combination sort of thing. He's putting it on Jonah. Jonah's like, like, oh, no, no, no. Josh Alexander gets out of it, just stomps Jonah in the face like 10 times in a row, slaps that ankle lock back on, and taps out that son of a bitch. I think it was a very good closing finish. Yeah. Uh, outside of, like, the first five minutes, I thought it was great. The first five minutes were, like, really slow. And I agree. I, I can agree to bored. that. I can agree to um, that. But they, they really picked it up, and they got to the point where that I was hoping when the match, when I saw the match was on the car, um, Alexander's so good. He's so good. And Jonah's so good. Like, I want to give, I want to give Jonah credit that, you know, uh, I, I saw it in NXT when he was Bronson Reed, he had some good matches and he's making a name for himself now out of it. He's, you know, with impact with new Japan strong and they had a really good match. I liked the, I like the idea that, you know, Josh Alexander is still this big, powerful guy, but he was getting outmatched by Jonah before, you know, he turned it around. Yeah. Um, it was really good stuff. And that power bomb where he kind of just like just got, I love the power bombs where they just get a guy like about to go up and they just let him go. Yeah. Like they don't get him all the way up. They just kind of like, Bitch. Just yeah. drop, just drops flat. The sudden drop ones. Too. Yeah, it's it's a great it's a great looking power bomb, and I loved the kicking in the face, then locking it back on. I thought that was a great, great finish and a really good match. And and this is my point. Impact was just uh, printing these really good matches, and I was like, what is happening? Like there wasn't anything bad to this point. You know, everything was pretty good at least. Yeah. Yeah. Or good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. I, yeah. I like, there was nothing for the majority of this car. There was nothing like insanely bad. Like, everything was at minimum good for the most yeah. part. And then we get to those last two matches. Now I'll have yeah, my, yeah. my takes. Uh, but I thought it was great. Uh, I just do want to point out that in alternate universe, this match was for the main world title. Yeah. Well, that's my also entire thought watching that match. I was like, this would be a good world title match. This should be this would world be a, title. This match. would be a great world title defense. Yeah, I was like, huh, interesting. It's almost like Josh Alexander should be the world champion. Interesting. Oh, almost. Almost like it. He must have resigned, by the way. Oh, did he? He must have, because I don't think you give the win to him over Jonah. Uh, because I feel like that's a win that kind of gets him back on the title hunt. And I know his contract was really close to expiring. So either that or he signed it. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, you know, putting pieces together here. Cause he doesn't sign. You could easily have Jonah win and no one bats an eye. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, I'll look into that. See if I could find anything. Um, but anyway, I didn't watch the next match. So I watched the next match. Hardcore war, 10 man tag team match. It was the team of Eddie Edwards, Heath, Rhino, Rich Swan, and Willie Mack. Defeating the team of the Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson, Diener, Eric Young, and Joe Doran. Did you call him the Doc Gallows? I was going to say the Good Brothers, but then I stopped saying the Good Brothers. <laughs> I thought I you meant the, like the Doctor the Doc, Gallows. The Doc Gallows. The Carl Anderson. 
um the deaner uh how was the match <laughs> i thought this match was pretty good <laughs> i thought i i it was I, plunder right yeah it was like, all plunder. Whole match i thought it was really good i thought it was a really good match uh the match was basic it was basically a war games match without the steel cage you know they started off three uh, two people started off you know one nxt war games match yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, where, where it's basically a plunder match with there's a steel cage around them yeah um yeah so he's basically you know two men started they start re- went for three minutes then a new person comes in every 90 seconds after that uh what was nice about this is like well, i noticed this trend uh halfway during it that every single person pretty much came in with a new object so like rich swan started the match against uh who was the first guy uh no deaner and rich swan started the match deaner brought out a trash can rich swan brought out a chair and then they fought for a little bit and then carl anderson came out and he came out with a golf driver which was a cool yeah thing i saw that in the main event thank you uh then willie mack came out i don't i, I don't remember what he came out with i want to say like another <laughs> chair but I, I don't quite remember it was like the idea that he just walked out there with just yeah. some random object. That, yeah. Uh, uh, but then Doc Callows came out and Gee came out with a chain uh, and the longest beard, whatever dangly beard uh, thing yeah. I've ever seen on yeah. him. Disgusting. Eddie Edwards came out. He obviously came out with a kendo stick. Ed- Eric Young came out with two trash can lids. Heath came out with powder, a double pouch of powder. He like powdered one guy. He's... He powdered uh, pocket sand one guy, pocket sand another guy. Then he pulled out a steel pipe and then beat people with it. It was just like, holy crap, he came to play, baby. They love to see that. One man band, baby. Uh, Joe Doring came out, and I'm pretty sure he came out with nothing, which was just himself. (laughs) He brought himself, which is enough of a battle. And then Rhino came out to finish the night. And he came out with like a, a chain again, but he wrapped it around his fist. So that's. Uh, I was hoping he came out with a actual rhino. He, he came out. Fun. He walked out with Paul Giamatti. Um, <laughs> but this match is really good. Lots of plunder. Uh, at one point, uh, Joe During, During whatever the hell, uh, picks up Rich Swan and like running power slams Rich Swan into a uh, board with. Uh, uh barbed wire on it uh and rich swan sold it like he actually died like you just see him screaming at the top of his lungs in the middle of the ring and then he's just like ah ah <laughs> like it's just sounds like, painful it looked painful and it sounded painful uh and it was good it was like all around a good match uh but obviously the big talking point was the post match where after the match the OGK come out of nowhere. Matt Taven and, and Mike Bennett come out of nowhere, beat down on the faces of Eddie Woodward, Heath, Rhino, and Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Uh, and then Vincent walks out, <laughs> and you're like, Vincent, what is he doing here with OGK? I got so confused. <laughs> I was like, why is he? Why are they buds all of a sudden? And but then wait, there's more. <laughs> and then PCO walks out, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? commentary is talking about like oh crap it's a ring of honor invasion they beat down everyone you know vincent does his moves uh ogk do their like spike pile driver spot pco does the uh somersault off the top rope onto rich swan who's on the apron um that's right rich swan went through barbed wire and then the next thing he took was the pco salt 
thing, whatever, from uh, the top rope. Um, and then Maria Ken Ellis walked out with the rest of them, and it was those five people standing in the middle of the ring. Uh, ring of Honor invasion, it appears. Um, leading to many speculate whether or not Jonathan Gresham and Ian Riccoboni uh, opened up some sort of door. Maybe Bobby Cruz was involved. Who knows? Uh, Close the fucking door. Fuck. I'm so sick of the stupid door. Speaking of the stupid... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk we'll about We'll get that to that later stupid bit. door. Uh, but uh, no, but I, I think, otherwise, I think this is a very good match. Obviously, newsworthy with the post-match, but I think it was very good. I really enjoyed it. Good time to remind everyone that Matt Taven and Mike Bennett seem like the perfect impact wrestling wrestlers. Actually, they're actually really good on NWA, and it does help that the rest of the NWA roster is not as good as them. It's shit, yeah. But it, 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 they're like seeing their matches compared to the rest of the NWA matches. It's like, oh wait, well, no, these are these are good. These are good matches. These are. Well, these remember are the remember the one that they have with the Briscoes. These guys are actually good. Unlike literally everyone in the NWA, I don't even except Darius Locker. He's cool. Uh, which, uh, yeah, I, NWA USA premiered. Uh, we, I didn't watch oh, it cool. Yet. I won't be watching that. There, well, that's it all. Everything's on YouTube. I guess that's a, also a talking point that newsworthy is that NWA is now officially basically all on YouTube. Oh, they went back? Yeah, they're, they're, they change up the thing. Uh, if you, they still have the fight subscription, but it's now instead of $5 a month, I think it's now 49 That doesn't sound right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 49 a year. 49 a year. Uh I don't know if that's if the math if the math there is correct. But I know it's $9.99 a month to $49 a year. And you get um power before everybody else. I think NWA USA before everybody else, which eventually goes on YouTube. Those both of those platforms go to YouTube. And then also uh you get all of the pay-per-views included. Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have plenty of thoughts. <laughs> and my first one is never mind. Impact world title three way uh, match. Moose defends the title against Matt Cardona and W. Morrissey. Hopefully, that puts all of this in the rear view and Moose can move on to something else. <laughs> I, Matt Cardona, his work in Impact has been totally fine. You know, I think he's doing his best work outside of Impact, honestly. W. Morrissey, he's great. I love me some W. Morrissey. I think he's really good. I, yeah, he was, my, he was my big takeaway from this match. He, he was my one positive takeaway from this match. He's been consistent like this his entire time in uh, Impact. And I think this rejuvenation of W. Morrissey has been a great thing for him. He I, convinced it, me that I wanted him to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I'm I'm ready. I was ready for W Morrissey to to win the title. I was hoping that Josh Alexander would win it, and then W Morrissey would be the guy that takes it off at Alexander. Yeah, but obviously that is not happening anytime soon. Instead, I can still see that happen. Yeah, maybe. But now we still got moose. We still got moose. I mean, W Morrissey. You know, for all the all the of what he's gone through. You know, from the big cast stuff, getting released, dealing with the. Uh, was it alcoholism? I believe, so. I believe it was. I believe yeah. it might have been alcohol um, and drug abuse, but I think it was. Yeah, alcohol. but the way he's rebuilt himself, you know, to be like this guy that I watch on Impact, I'm like, you know, I finally see what people WWE at one time saw in him, and I think him going through all this and re 
creating himself. He looks like a star. Like yeah. he legitimately looks like a star. Yeah. And he was my favorite part of this match. The Chelsea stuff made me want to cry. The moose like grabbing her by the throat and throwing her back into the corner. I was like, that's not, let's not do that. Let's let's moose. I know your history. Like, let's not do that, please. Uh, it was uh, the Matt Cardona moose stuff was just unbelievably ridiculous. Like, Chelsea running out onto the stage, but no, fuck you, and jumping. I was like, why? Why? Who cares if he power bombs Matt Cardona on the floor? Like, it's everything's legal. It's a triple threat. Yeah. So, applaud to W. Morrissey for like being the clear star in this match because everything he did was like impactful. And he did a damn plancha, which popped me. I was like, oh my God, that's a huge man doing a plancha yeah um he has a great big boot by the way he does he has a really good big boot um and his power bomb solid yeah taking him taking big cast out of the 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 boots and tights was such a great (laughs) move and putting him in that like he looks so much more like a badass so much so so much more believable Mm -hmm. uh boost retains moose retains i should say um (laughs) yeah yeah i thought i thought this match was good you know, I, I thought, you know, there was good work in there. It was just things that were like, ah, really? Well, okay. the, yeah, the, the Cardona-Chelsea Moose stuff made me want to just... I was like, what? This could have been, like, you know, surprisingly impressive, like, if you didn't add the ridiculousness to it. Yeah. And, like, I feel like we were just trying to make Chelsea be in it for no reason. Yeah. It felt, well, I mean, she's part of the storyline, I guess, you know, looking well, at the video. Well, I liked the w morrissey part and that's all i'll say me too i want to see more w morrissey that's what i want to see i like the name too w. i like morrissey. w morrissey it, it was ridiculous at first but i'm like yeah, yeah baby here we go and also yeah. it's, it's his shoot name it's william his real name is william morrissey so yeah i think it works yeah. um before we, mo- before we move into the main event i want to talk about a commentary team obviously tom phillips from wwe tom now going by his real name i believe tom i want to He's I want to applaud him as well. Very good. And what I enjoyed about him the entire night is you can hear him become less and less a WWE robot and get more and more into impact. And yeah, there's the selling aspect of it all, but you can hear him be like, oh my God. Like you can hear him getting into the show as the show's yeah. happening. Uh, and that made my enjoyment of the show great as well. Because mm-hmm. he was like, he, we're discovering it together almost. I yeah. thought he was great. Obviously, I thought he got better as the night went on. And I just want to applaud him because I'm just like, man, this is, you know, if Impact likes him too, keep him. This is a keeper. I always thought he was good. I always thought he was good for a WWE announcer that, you know, kind of kind of got tossed every direction they could have possibly tossed him like they took him off tv and just put him on 205 live at one point when like he was clearly better than other people uh you know some people had to leave so they put him back on tv and like it kept going back and forth so i applaud him for you know coming back and you know kind of showing he does enjoy 
the wrestling commentating. Like he could have just stayed away if he wanted to. Yeah. And he, you know, he's not Ian Riccoboni. I will keep saying Ian Riccoboni is probably the best going right now. But he was really good. And I also like how throughout the show, how informed he was. Like yeah. that was really impressive to me. Like they just announced it today, and clearly this has been in the works, but it's a lot of work to, you know, know the storylines, know who you're talking about. No finishers, no right. And breaking in right on a pay-per-view. It's not like he got a whole TV, you know, run to like figure things out. They just put him right out there for a pay-per-view, and it was really good. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, it helps when you're following Matt Stryker and Josh Matthews. Like, I truly think there might not be two worse besides, like, never mind. Uh, <laughs> play my play my music. Where's my but, music? <laughs> Somebody but, play my damn music. <laughs> come on, but, come on, play my music. But uh, I we I do want to applaud him. He was very good. Yes, and uh, good good signing by Impact. That was an utter burial on my part. I rarely do like burial bits like that. That was pure burial. Yeah, I thought he was good in Lucha. I thought they were, that team was good in Lucha Underground. It's they serve well in Lucha Underground, I think. But also, you can tape over it, so who the hell knows? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Impact knockouts title match, also Texas Death Match. There are many things we need to talk about here in this match. Number one. Pins, the pins. We have to talk about the pins. The rules in this match. I don't. I was so confused when I started it. <laughs> I, I, I heard. I feel like I've seen Texas Death Matches before, um, but for whatever reason, I guess I forgot that what the rules of a Texas Death Match <laughs> are. You need to pin or submit your opponent. You know, like any other match, and then after you do that, then you count. The referee counts to 10. And I don't think that got explained to the audience either. Like, it didn't feel like like the hardcore match, the hardcore war, war match or whatever it was called, uh, got like a full sheet that said the explanation. I don't recall seeing it. Or if I missed it, I got very confused because we did a sudden pin, a sudden submission, and then it was just like, I was like, wait, what? Match is over. It was like, no, no, no. The sudden pin? Cause I didn't read, so I didn't. I just knew it was like hardcore, whatever. I didn't really read into what the exact stipulation was, but I was like, okay. I assuming regular rules here, and when Mickey James pinned Diana in like three seconds, I was like, whoa, is it over? <laughs> I was like, did they really just do that? Yeah. And then they just like kept going, and I was like, in wait, what? In uh, <laughs> in in screenwriting. Uh, this is what you call a hat on a hat. Uh, and by that, I mean, you know, you have this one thing and why are you putting another thing on top of it? Just let it be the one thing, you know, just let it be like the tech. And I'm making for the stipulation that has obviously been a stipulation existed long before this match, but it was just like, that is a dumb ass stipulation. You get the worst part about a last man standing match and mix it with this. And then you just confuse the entire audience. Commentary kept having to remind people that that's not real. You got to count to 10 now. Just make it a last woman standing or make it a uh, death match or whatever. Just do something else. Um, just because she's from Mickey James, I guess, is from Texas. Which, is that true? Is she from Texas? I don't 
She's from Virginia. Sounds right. No, she's from Richmond, Virginia. Uh, So whatever, I guess. On top of that, other news broke out earlier in the week that Impact Women's Champion, still Impact Women's Champion, Mickey James has entered WWE's Royal Rumble. Uh, It was said Mm -hmm. on the thing. There's no word if this is a transfer of talent situation that remains to be seen. It seems to have just been a one-off for Mickey James to show up in the Royal Rumble as some sort of legend spot. Um, And the deal, according to Sean Ross Sapp, the deal seems to have been that uh, she can be there, but then you... But you're not, even though you're not going to send over, then tell say that she is the Impact World Women's Champion on live television. You know that's the deal. Say it, uh, and that seems to be the deal that you get Mickey James for the Royal Rumble, and you we get to have WWE say the Impact World Women's Champion on live television, and probably Impact and probably the pay per view. They tweeted it. They tweeted it and um, everything. I have some thoughts. We'll, we'll get to the match in a second. Yo, we got thoughts that's about the match too. Yeah. Oh, I have thoughts about the match. Wasn't great. But (laughs) you remember, you remember Trash Bag Gate, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's a year ago, less than a year ago. You remember it. Yep. Everyone remembers it. Big huff puff about it. Uh, You know, Mickey James was like, oh, this company sucks. And they sent all my stuff in a trash bag. And, you know, as fans, we agreed, oh, that's terrible. How do you how do you send someone's belongings in a trash bag? That's so disrespectful. You know, Mickey James is someone that you know was there for a long time. She did a lot for them during the Divas division. She was one of their best during that time. Yada yada yada. Ah, terrible, terrible. We we seemingly agree with you, Mickey James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you go back to that company? Less than a year later, you're going back for the Royal Rumble. Listen, listen. Royal Rumble is cool. I love the Royal Rumble. I love the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble is my favorite, still probably my favorite pay per view of the year because I'm so stupid and gullible and love the simplicity of the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And also, I understand paydays, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I understand paydays too. But I also understand self respect. And I just, I don't get it. I don't, I truly don't get it. I understand paydays. I understand Royal, I guess maybe she loves the Royal Rumble. I don't know. Uh, but really? Really? Yeah. Really? You maybe. you said yes, less than a year after they sent your belongings in a trash bag to you. And, and, really? and you put up a whole hubbubaloo about oh, it. Oh, and they fucking released you, by the way. <laughs> Just to, you know, put that out there. And everyone was like, oh, you know, Mickey's built herself back up and yada, yada, yada. I could go in a whole thing. She's in the same spot. Yeah, I could go in a whole fucking conversation about how she, you know, shouldn't have beat Dion in the first place because whatever. I'm okay okay, okay with that. I'm saying in WWE world, she is in the exact same spot. A legend spot in the Rumble. She's going to get eliminated almost immediately. Yeah, oh, I know that. I mean, I I have complaints about the title thing because I just feel like you build a star in that spot. You know, Dion has it for a year, but whatever. That doesn't matter. And everyone was like, oh, so wonderful for Mickey. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, are we kidding? 
Do we not remember what has happened in the past year? I saw tweets, Scotty, of people going like, you don't understand. This is a payday. She needs the bills. She's got kids to feed. I'm like, does she not have a job now? <laughs> she's working. Two. She's got two. She's on N- t- She's on Impact. She's on NWA. Her husband's on NWA and is a producer of NWA. They have money. She was just in WWE. She surely, surely didn't spend all that money. <laughs> she Like, they have money. They both have income. What do you mean she needs the paycheck? She's got kids to feed. And also, it's one <laughs> fucking day. <laughs> sure, it's a pay-per-view. Sure, you know, you're going to get a couple, maybe a couple thousand, right? But it's one day's work. What are we saying? What are we tweeting about? Oh, she needs the. She's doing it for the money. Why? Why would she do it for the money she when she's got paychecks? She's got yeah. paychecks coming in. I love the idea that Mickey James instantly just became poor in a lot of people's heads. Well, no, that's like everything. Whenever you get get, get fired from WB, it's like, oh, great. Hot dog and handshakes from here on out. Jonah, I don't know if Jonah's going to make it, guys. Like, <laughs> oh, John. Oh my God! Oh my God! What is what is what is Brian Danielson gonna do? How is he gonna feed Birdie? Like, <laughs> like what the fuck are we talking about? He grows his own food. <laughs> what it's are we so doing bad. here? What are we so doing bad. here? Why are we? Why are you going back to a company that you seemingly disrespect? That they disrespected you. Going back to this company for one night, I get it. It's one night. It's not a new contract. And maybe the argument is like, well, they want me to come back. And if we can get to this agreement for Impact, right, then that will put more eyes on Impact and be good for our product that I'm trying to help out. Yeah, right? it worked so well with AEW. So many more eyes on Impact now. No, well, legitimately, they did have more eyes on Impact. They but, did when Kenny Omega was there. But once that was over, <laughs> that was over. Uh, right. That ended, um, and they need, and they obviously <laughs> seem to be need something. But I, 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 would, part. I would also argue that is it all ended when uh, they were like, "Oh yeah, Josh Alexander and Tony Khan was like, yeah, Josh Alexander should be your guy." And they're like, "We agree. Actually, it's gonna be Moose." Uh, <laughs> and then that dropped them, dropped them like a stone. The best part out of it all for me. Is that, oh, yeah, maybe it'll bring impact eyes. It's happening on a WWE pay-per-view. It's not even like impact is getting like a talent back for a show. I, They're getting nothing. I If if that happens, we'll talk. But yeah. I don't see that happening whatsoever. I mean, to be, to be fair, WWE has given them an entire roster over the past <laughs> couple of years. So maybe this actually thank is. Thank you. This is a thank you. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, you wanted Matt Cardona. You're welcome. You want you wanted the inspiration? You wanted Tom Phillips? You wanted oh. Chelsea Green? You wanted Deanna Perrazzo? Uh, you wanted well, You wanted W. Morrissey? You wanted W. Morrissey? Well, you wanted Heath? You wanted Mickey but- James? You wanted I, Rhino? Uh, you wanted Doc Gallows? You wanted Carl Anderson? You wanted Eric Young? You wanted Jonah? Uh, you wanted Steve Macklin. Uh, uh, that's you know you wanted all that talent. Guess you what? Want Chelsea You're Green welcome. back. You want Chelsea Green back? Sure. But we just You're want Mickey James for one night. Yeah, but Summer Rae's back, so that's. <laughs> and now AEW's in the mud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I love the tweets of like impact. Ah, oh, you know we 
have opened the most forbidden doors. And I was like, yes, and you botched every single one. You had Jay White on your fucking television and you put him in a tag team match. Shut up. And Impact sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the main event then. Impact World Women's Title Match. Bicky James defeating <laughs> Diana Frazzo by pinning her. And then uh, I can't stop thinking about you. Like, <laughs> what? You think she lost all her money the moment she was released? Oh, yeah. Just, just. I think. I think. Yeah, the... I think. I think one of my favorite lines I've ever said in my life, and I know this is me laughing at my own joke. But I think one of my favorite lines I've ever said in my life is, how is Brian Danielson going to feed Birdie? Guess what? He can he grows his own food. <laughs> it's just like, what? he doesn't care about money. What are you talking about? He grows uh, this main event food. sucked. It was bad. Yeah. yeah, anyways, long story short. And I don't think this is a, a Will Ospreay situation where we're mad at Mickey James. I think, <laughs> no. I think, I think this match actually just generally sucked. They they yeah, botched they botched a lot of shit. They uh, that that dumbass Madonna hitting the ropes rebound oh. chair shot whiffed completely. Uh, it was confusing as all hell with the Texas Deathmatch rules. Like I like like didn't they do a Texas Deathmatch in AEW? But they just scrapped that whole part and just made it like a last man standing practically. Yeah, there was n- there. The pin part. The pin part is just way too confusing. The pin submission part was so bad. Yeah. It was so stupid. And and also it should be noted that Roxy was in attendance, the Ring of Honor Women's Champion. Yeah, we love Roxy. It looks like That's... while Mickey James is going to be flirting with WWE, Deanna is going to be flirting over with Ro- Ring of Honor uh, and be facing Roxy for that title eventually, where presumably the AAA title will also be on the line. Well, I will be one to say Deanna, smart choice. Even though Roxy almost went to WWE, so there's that. Is it what, a, what a mess, dude. <laughs> what a mess. The show was really, really good. The The world <laughs> title match was like, okay, this is not as good, but still good, I guess. And then it like, I, I hated the main event. It was just Ugh. like, what is this? This is not good, folks. It was a train wreck. It I, was. I did. I did two and a quarter. Ah, uh, it sounds nicer than what I did. Yeah, I just. I thought it was a train wreck. Is bad. Matt, I did. Matt Raywald, three quarters. Matt. Matt. Jesus Christ, Scotty. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> they worked hard. They. they you know. They did. They that did, doesn't make it a good match. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's fair. Listen, I like the other respect for I, two and a quarter. I have no problem with Mickey James as a wrestler. I think she's fine. You know, she's fine. We're, the legend talk is, you know, whatever. Good. Go yeah. off. Whoever wants to say what they want. Sure. But the smash was bad. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. It was it was bad. Yeah. Two and a quarter is like for me, like a really good squash. <laughs> I wish this was a really good squash. It made Deanna lose again, so there you go. Yeah, she'll go challenge for the Ring of Honor title and defend the AAA title, presumably in the same match against Roxy. So I'm going to wholly It'll expect... It'll all happen at GCW. <laughs> I feel like Deanna's probably going to win the women's title, the Ring of Honor women's title at this rate. Or Roxy. 
I also like, why don't we just put Roxy in the stands, people? What, what are we doing here? I liked Matt Raywalt coming out of nowhere to like pick up Deanna Peraza. Like, a, like, yeah, like, like, I didn't know like that it was drunk, still going. Like a drunk friend. Like, yeah. oh my God, can I get them up? They're still standing, officer. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, sure. Awesome. Great. Well, I think this show had a little bit of a ring of ring post, had a little bit of a slow start. Then we got into it, and then we got, uh, Closed with uh, complaining, which I think the people—that's what the streets wanted. I think that's what the people want. Yeah, they want the anger. They want the <laughs> and you know, thank God we haven't had any NWA talk. But you know, Impact Impact never fails. Even when they have a good show, they never fail. There's always one thing. There's always one yeah. thing about Impact. It's like, what are you doing, folks? At least one thing. Let's... Well, that's it for Ring Post Radio. Uh, like we said, uh, we didn't talk about AEW. Uh, but we're going to be talking about that as part of a bonus episode that you can listen as if by joining the Countout family membership. You get one by going to countoutpod.com forward slash family, no, forward slash membership, countoutpod.com forward slash membership. Let's get a clean read, Ryan. Uh, you can just $5 a month. Uh, you can get a bunch of new content. There's me content from every podcast that's on, under the Countout tree there. So there's a bunch of stuff already in there. Uh, plus, if we ever go. Uh, over like we did today we which you know could happen from here and there you'll get that in there as well uh, plus obviously more content uh happening at some point so you can get all that there uh scotty anything to plug follow me at scotty wrestling on twitter read all my articles what is it, it is january 9th uh i have an article coming out for count out for the first time ever but yeah. that's at the end of the month so yeah. i'm not going to talk about it till you know we get closer i feel like that's gonna but... be a tough article <laughs> like, like you can write the well, article yeah, today. Well, <laughs> the problem was this week made me think about it i was like you know is it the end of the month yet and i was like oh no we yeah. just started yeah uh but yeah uh definitely look out for that and uh if you follow me on twitter you'll find all my other stuff because that's easier than me plugging it. Match of the week, Okada versus Osprey. Goodbye. Uh, I believe at Scott E Wrestling. I don't believe you said your Twitter handle, but at Scott oh yeah, e at Scott E Wrestling. Very simple. Very simple. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Nightsy. You can follow the entire network and the show at Countout Pod. We stream live every Sunday on Twitch.tv forward slash Countout on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All the Countout stuffs. You know, maybe. Maybe I'll slap in my own personal Twitter. Maybe that will get a person or two. I don't know. Oh, my my Twitter following doesn't know I'm a wrestling fan, probably. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but anyways, uh, my match of the week, I'm going with... This is my legit match of the week, looking at my numbers. Adam Page versus Brian Danielson, uh, which I can I will explain more why I love that match uh, in the... Ring Post Radio bonus episode on the family membership. So you can listen to that again, countoutpod.com forward slash membership. Uh, but yeah, I gave that match four and three quarters. Dad, baby. Whew. Uh, great match. Uh, but I'll talk about it more on that bonus episode. So Scotty, thank you so much for everybody listening at home. Thank you as well. Talk to you later. This has been a Countout Podcast. Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, 
or everything in between. We have you covered on all things Deathmatch Wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find your dose of death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Countout Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Countout Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to your dose of death podcast very soon. And see you at the shows.